Will anyone start their draft tonight with three straight tight ends? Is defending league champ Brandon Marion Lee the woman to beat tonight? And how does returning overall champ Mike Beers defend his title? Follow along with the live draft board tonight and listen to our pick-by-pick analysis as we call the action from the 2018 Pros vs. Joes Giant Walkie Talkie League No. 5 to see who will win a 2019 FFPC main event team. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Falkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Greetings and salutations, Balkaholics and Gerzakanatics. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the patron saint of fantasy football, Dave the Dizzle Gerzak. Tonight we have the fifth of six special episodes for you. It's the Pros vs. Joe's Giant Walkie Talkie League Number 5 draft tonight. We'll be covering it for you the next uh, over the next two hours. Follow the live draft board at youtube.com slash highstakesfantasyfootball. Uh, we are having some issues with the Blog Talk Radio chat room, so if you wanted to jump, jump in, we do have some people chatting. Uh, Shane Hallam, Kevin Williamson, all, all uh, longtime BTR chat room um, participants, they're already chatting over in the YouTube feed, uh, so hopefully we can get everybody over there tonight and, uh, and chime in and talk there about the ongoing draft. Uh, post your questions you can, uh, that you have in the YouTube chat. You can connect with us on Twitter at HSFFO or at Eric Balkman at David Gerzak. Our Facebook page is Facebook.com slash HSFFO. And if you want to chime in and give us a call, it's 347-426-3682. That's 347 Game Over. You want to email the show, it's HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, now's the time to send them in. We'll try to get to as many phone calls, chat room questions, and tweets throughout the evening that we can, thanks to our producer and mutual friend Rob and our audio engineer Bryce. If this is the first time uh, that you're listening to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour on uh, Blog Talk Radio, we're sorry, but we do normally air Friday nights at 10, 9 central, on-demand streaming available at Apple Podcasts, uh, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, and Overcast. Big shout out to Fantasy Mojo's Darren Armani, who puts together this competition every single year. You uh, heard and saw him draft last night, uh, and I want to thank the FFPC, our producer, mutual friend, Rob, audio engineer, Bryce, uh, for working some overtime over these uh, past two weeks. Let's get to the lineup tonight, as they are they're flying, Dave. This is going to be a fantastically paced draft tonight, as they are already in the middle of the second round, and we are four minutes into the actual draft. Wonderful. 
Could we see the first ever 28 rounds completed live tonight? I don't think so. It's possible. We'll see what happens, but it's possible. Uh, The lineup tonight, the pros will be drafting out of the odd spots. The Joes will be drafting out of the even spots. Leading things off tonight is Jared Smola from Draft Sharks, a former uh, pros versus Joes league champ. Brent Weaver is the FFPC Joe right behind him, followed by player profiler and Roto Underworld Radio Matt Kelly, the podfather, uh, hitting third tonight. We actually might uh, get a phone call from Matt Kelly. We'll see what happens. Uh, Matthew Korn is in the four spot. John Paulson from four for four is uh, right behind him, followed by uh, the power tandem of Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach, the Joes at the six spot. Uh, defending league champ from uh, the Pros versus Joe's competition last year, Brandon Marianne Lee from Her Fantasy Football. Of course, you hear on the Fantasy Alarm from time to time as well. Sean Olander is the FFPC Joe at eight. The overall champ from last year, the Big Cheese, Best Ball Command Center's Mike Beers uh, is drafting ninth. Todd Musgrave and former guest of the show, Brad Pinkstaff, are uh, selecting 10. Uh, Jason Moore from Fantasy Footballers wraps up the Pros, drafting at 11th. And Norm Konatsky and Scott Van Sickle are the FFPC Joes at the 12. So let's get through the uh, first round tonight, Dave, since it, it, it went so fast. We have, uh, if you like running backs, you're going to like the first half of this round because them's were a lot uh, here as we kick things off. Todd Gurley goes to Smola. Brent Weaver goes with uh, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott to Matt Kelly at the three spot. David Johnson to Matthew Korn at the 104. Alvin Kamara to John Paulson at the 105, and then uh, Mueller and, and Roach. I should have read this text uh, before we started tonight, but Danny Mueller texted me and said that they would probably be, they, they figure, you know, going with what has happened in the previous four pros versus Joe's competitions, uh, they figured they're going to take Barkley at six, and show enough, that's what happened. Saquon Barkley goes to the uh, Mueller and Roach uh, ground and pound at the sixth spot. First receiver doesn't come off the board until the 107, that is Brandon Marianne Lee taking Antonio Brown. Melvin Gordon right after that to Sean Olander. DeAndre Hopkins is Mike Beer's selection, his first selection since last year when he won the entire competition. Uh, he takes DeAndre Hopkins at the 109. Leonard Fournette at the 110. Kareem Hunt sneaks in tonight at the 111 to Jason Moore. And rounding things out to Kanapsky and Van Sickle is Odell Beckham. Kind of a chalky first round here, Dave. I'm, I'm not seeing... Uh, uh, anything that stands out to me, perhaps I guess the only no- noteworthy thing of round one is Antonio Brown sliding to 107 because of all those running backs. Yep, pretty much just the same as all the rest of them. Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, maybe that's why the round went so fast, too. It's, it's because everybody kind of knew what was going to happen uh, going in, and uh, and they they flew right through it. They, well, you have no tight ends going to the first round. That's a, you know, usually you get one around 10, 11, or 12. Yeah, yeah, the back end is usually ripe for a Gronk or Kelsey pick. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, they went in the second round tonight. <laughs> As we get to that analysis, Dalvin Cook at the 201. Rob Gronkowski goes uh, to Jason Moore at the 202 to pair with his Kareem Hunt selection in the first round. That might be the first Kareem Hunt-Rob Gronkowski team I've seen in the PBJ so far this season. Michael Thomas at the 203, followed by Julio Jones to Mike Beers, the only team tonight who starts off receiver-receiver. And one of two teams to start off uh, running back. Running back is Sean Olander as he gets Christian McCaffrey at the 205. Devontae Freeman right after that to Brandon Marion Lee uh, to go with her Antonio Brown to Devontae Freeman. A couple of tight ends right after that. Travis Kelsey to Mueller and Roach. Ertz, uh, Zach Ertz to John Paulson uh, after that. So all, all three players who draft tight ends in the second round 
already have a running back under their belts in the uh, first round. Receivers are cheap here at the back end of the uh, of round two. It's Keenan Allen to uh, to team four. That is of course um, uh, Matthew Corn, uh, AJ Green at the two ten to Matt Kelly, Doug Baldwin to Brent Weaver. So he's not the the T.Y. Hilton turn pick, the turn yes pick of 2018. Baldwin moving up. Doug Baldwin moving up at 211, and Joe Mixon at the 212 tonight as Smola starts off running back, running back, and maybe running back as uh, we won't get to the third round quite yet. Uh, but three tight ends go off uh, the board in this round, Dave. That is, pro- I mean, I don't think we've seen it happen in any of the pros versus Joe's competitions thus far, but they all go off the board. Uh, Julio Jones does not slide tonight. He actually goes tonight at the, uh, at the 204 as opposed to the 210, which I think is what he, or really the 211. No, he was 210 last night. Yeah, it was later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he goes uh, there uh, earlier tonight. What do you make of the Michael Thomas selection before Julio Jones? If you were faced with that decision and you decided that you're going to go with one of those guys, who would it be between Thomas and Jones? <laughs> now you're making me decide that. Now I'm making you decide that. I'm putting you on the spot tonight. Uh, you know, I you know, I always rip on Julio, but I, I don't. I, I like Julio over Michael Thomas. That's what I would say. Shane Helm already saying uh, who is drafting tomorrow. You can hear him in the uh, Pros vs. Joe Swan song tomorrow as we wrap uh, wrap up our coverage for 2018. But Shane Helm saying he hopes the board looks like this for him tomorrow. Interestingly enough, Todd Musgrave has the same uh, start as the guy from last night, but the other guy went with uh, Thomas first and Fournette in the second. Ah, interesting. So, so I was actually I thought about that last night. The, the guy took Michael. I, I shouldn't say the guy. I mean, I forgot who it was exactly. Uh, Michael Thomas. He took him in the first, but I thought that he could have taken Fournette in the first and been more likely to get Thomas in the second. But that's how it worked out tonight. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Jared Smola, a guy who has won. Uh, he has won the. I don't believe he's won the overall competition, but I know he's won at least one Pros versus Joe's league title. And uh, he goes running back, running back, running back to start tonight, and it remains to be seen if he will be the only team doing that, but thus far he is the only team. Jarek McKinnon slipping to the third round tonight. That's the first time he's going to the third. It has, is, the, is the hot air uh, flying out of the McKinnon balloon right now, Dave, or is, is this just a, a freak thing that, that McKinnon falls in the third tonight? Granted, it was the first pick, but still. I'm not really sure. I haven't heard any camp reports about McKinnon. or I heard Breida's been looking good, but uh, that's really all I've heard. And I did not pay attention to reports today, although I should actually look while running here. Yeah, um, that, that probably wouldn't be the worst idea in the I'll world. I'll be ready in one minute. Are you, are, are you just looking up McKinnon, or are you just looking up I'm NFL looking, news in general? Uh, news in general. News in general. Perfect. You know, this, this, is what makes, this is what makes hosting the show with Dave so great. Is you ask him to look. You ask him about one player. Say, David, you know, what's going on with him? And he says, Balky, I'll do you one better. Not only... Well, I give you the info on that player. I'm going to give you the info on the whole damn NFL uh, today, whatever happened. The hunky guy from 16 Candles, Jake Ryan, got hurt. Yeah, I saw that. We, uh, I was actually at the radio station this afternoon and, and um, uh, doing some uh, board shadowing uh, by, with the producer there to get, my, to, hear your to get my chops back. And um, that was the thing they let off the show with which I thought was interesting. Oh, Devonta Parker, ineffective so far. Okay, that, we could have told you that. But you know what? This could be his He's year, tough. Dave. It could be his year. Terrible. 2018. I'm so happy I dealt him for a second in some league, somewhere, sometime, at some point. I don't even know when it was, but I'm still happy about it. Do you remember the – you've seen the, the infamous Browns quarterback jersey where they um, – Oh, yeah, where they have it like – They have all the names listed. Yeah. You could make a Devontae Parker uh, hype poster. Like, breakout year like jersey. Devontae Parker breakout year is – and then just cross off 2015, 2016, 2017. 20, I don't even know if he was in the league in 2015. But this is at least his third year in the league, right? 
Or is it his fourth? It's his fourth. Fourth. It's his fourth, yeah. Yeah. He's been breaking out since 2015, 2016. Yeah, he's one of those slow-roll breakouts, uh, Devontae Parker is. He's the post-post-post-hype sleeper. Yeah, he's the, you know, getting in the Dante uh, mockery territory. Yeah, he's, he's right up there. So he'll, yeah, he'll be a free agent next year and then sign a one-year deal for $7.9 million with some stupid team. There is, like, some sort of, um... Like, I feel like I'm being too much of a hater tonight, so I'm going to pick it up here. No, that's right. fine. Um, have you seen Mean Girls? Movie came up. Uh, it's got to be almost ten years. Sure. I don't know. If I'm not sure. Well, and this is I'm, this is not an original thought, but you know they uh, the joke in there is fetch isn't a word. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Stop trying to make Devontae Parker happen. It's not going to happen. Which is like he's like the fantasy fetch uh, of. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I hope because, a lot of listeners, you know, get your well, mean girls. His, Joke his, 10 years ago. They might. I don't know. The, his, dra- <laughs> his draft value is pretty suppressed right now, so maybe there is something uh, to say about that. Anyway, 302 tonight is Jimmy Graham with a rainbow start from uh, the FFPC. Joe drafting there. Brent Weaver, running back, receiver, and tight end are his selections to kick things off. Then you have uh, Jordan Howard at the 303. Uh, Devontae Adams at the 304. Uh, Devontae Adams to Matthew Korn. Uh, going to, yeah, that's the second receiver off the board. Mike Evans is uh, to John Paulson at the, uh, at the 305 tonight. Evans uh, it goes to the 4-for-4 four four, uh, competitor. And then Darius Geis right after that to Mueller and Roach. So they go with a running back in the first, a tight end in the second, and then Darius, oh, no, excuse me, I think we're getting a rollback here. We might be getting a rollback. Mike he, Evans might be rollback. John Paulson. Okay, so we'll stop at the Devontae Adams pick up uh, technical difficulties. Looks like this drafting finished. I, I was just going to say, I think they were going at such a breakneck speed they, that <laughs> they had to find a way to, to slow the draft down, and that's exactly what happened tonight. As uh, <laughs> What happened? He, took, he, he, he paused it, and yeah. he took Fitz instead of Evans. So oh, really? So it's, oh, so there it is. Okay. So, yeah, so Evans was a this, so you want to take Okay, Evans, wait a minute. There is some <laughs> skullduggery and malfeasance this going on bad. here. This it. is insane. <laughs> so for anybody who's listening for the first time, what, you know, Dave and, I, right. Dave and I make these wagers throughout the season. Of course, you know, we, we do our show year-round, so there's a lot of stuff that comes up. But one, I think our most talked-about wager so far uh, this year, at least amongst ourselves, which is probably about two months. I feel like we reference it almost every show. Probably about yeah, two yeah. months or so, month and a half. I don't know, whatever it was. Um, but you have Larry Fitzgerald outscoring Mike Evans this season. I have Evans outscoring Fitzgerald. And the joke was um, that Evans was, was you know, going so far in ADP ahead of Fitzgerald that I felt like I had to make this better. It didn't happen. And since then, Fitzgerald has been creeping up in drafts. And he's probably less than a round as far as ADP goes in FFPC best ball competition. He's probably only a round behind Mike Evans right now. It was like it was like 16 to 18 picks at the time. Uh, yeah, it was almost two rounds, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And now, or excuse me, last night was the first draft we see uh, Larry Fitzgerald uh, ahead going ahead of Mike Evans. By the, way, by the way, anybody who wants to jump in, and I don't care if you want to have them both open, the Blog Talk Radio, I'm getting word from Rob, Blog Talk Radio chat room is... Once upon a time, not long ago, and and people were behaving like they ought to good To live the little boy who was misled By another little boy and this is what he wrote Me and you tonight we're gonna make some cash Robbing old folks can't make the dash 
They did the job, money came with ease But one couldn't stop, it's like he had a disease He robbed another and another and a sister and a brother Tried to rob a man who was a DC undercover The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting erratic Broadcast live and heard around the world You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour Presented by MyFFPC.com With your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. We're going to have uh, some good conversations going on in both chat rooms tonight. Rally Cap, sports betting man, um, I feel like uh, in good. both of them. And uh, Rally Cap, by the way, wants to point out to you tonight, Dave, this is the penultimate pros versus Joe. Ah, uh-huh, very good. Good job, Rally Cap. So, yeah, like exactly. Um, so we left off with Devontae. So then the, the, the joke was last night Fitzgerald goes ahead of Evans. Tonight, Evans is the pick. But no, no, there are technical difficulties that prevented John Paulson from taking his true pick which was Larry Fitzgerald there. Nice pick, John. Five. Another rainbow start as he goes with Fitzgerald to go with Alvin Kamara and Zach Ertz. Darius Geis was the selection right after that to Mueller and Roach. Alex Collins off the board once again in the mid-third round. You know, Alex Collins, I remember we talked about this, I believe, in the second pros versus Joe's, and Howard Bender took him in the, it was like the mid-third, mid-third. Third, yeah. uh, something like that. Brandon Marion Lee, who does a lot of uh, work with Howard Bender, you know, with, with the fantasy alarm, uh, now, she takes Alex Collins in the mid-third as well. So, clearly, if you're a fan of Alex Collins, you believe in him, you might want to take a look at that Fantasy Alarm draft guide, which is obviously a very good draft guide, but it might be pro-Alex Collins. Yeah, see, um, if you want to you know, feel better about your own opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, do they call, what do they call that? Confirmation bias. Yeah, right. Um, and maybe that confirmation bias. Listen, Brandon Marianne Lee won this uh, a league last year, her, her individual league. She's playing in the main event this year for free because of that. So certainly um, we're paying attention, paying attention to what she does tonight. T.Y. Hilton uh, off the board right after that. Uh, T.Y. Hilton goes to Sean Olander. And then Kenyon Drake, the first running back, selected by Mike Beers in the third round. Mike Evans falls to the 310 tonight. That's pretty good value to Musgrave and Pinkstaff. Uh, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, real-life teammates. And in this fantasy draft, they go back-to-back. Thielen to Jason Moore and Stephon Diggs to complete the third round to Norm Kanatsky. Dave, I can't remember if I've asked you this yet, and I feel like it, it's probably something we should have brought up. Which Vikings receiver would you draft first this year? Is it Thielen or is it Diggs? I'd probably with Diggs. Why Diggs, just curiously? Because Thielen got a monstrous amount of targets last year. I just, I just feel like uh, Diggs is a more talented player. I don't know. That's just, uh, just my take. Okay, that's fair enough. I get it. Um, so you look back at this round here. And we have uh, six receivers going off the board in this round. I, what round was it? Was it last? No, it was last Tuesday's draft. I think Darius Geis went at the was it the five oh six or five oh eight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it like, it's like the, the, the everyone in that draft forgot that the rookies existed. It was like yeah, it was like the and there were dynasty saw. guys in that draft. Some yeah. Uh, Kevin O'Brien from DLF was in that draft. Uh, it's just it's crazy the. This is the same format. All six drafts, same format. Same players in all six drafts. I, I mean, that, that, that you're drafting. Is there a rollback? I don't know. No, oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's a rollback there. Okay, so we'll we'll rehash the third round here after the Fitzgerald pick. Uh, there was a different selection there. <laughs> so now we can't talk about Darius Geis anymore. Well, I think it's because they got, they they didn't refresh the draft room after the rollback, so then they didn't or someone didn't realize that Evans was available at the three oh six. That was Mueller. Right. I mean, those guys they don't they don't really do any drafts, so, so I mean they they well, how would they know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Get it together, Mueller. No, no, that's that, Figure they're, it out. They're fine. Well, bear in mind that <laughs> they they took Darius Geis um, based on Evans being off the board, the pick Correct. before him, yeah. and so now I'm sure the fact that he was available then after the rollback, it made sense. So we're we're not. The third, he's on the ball. I can't second guess the commissioner. The third round is is not being radically changed, which I thought it was. We're, ha- we're gonna have to tell stories soon. Two different picks. What stories do you want to tell? Well, I mean, these guys aren't really making any picks. Oh, okay. Oh, I know what story we can tell. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Dave. Are any of these guys in a, or guys that were ladies going to call them tonight? Yeah, Matt, Matt Kelly. Actually, we should be hearing from him shortly. Oh, cool. Great. Um, but I want to bring this up. You said you were checking about uh, news in the NFL today. Um, as far as anything that was going on, was there anything that uh, we should be aware of? Or are you checking again? Uh, Michael Gallup got some first-team reps. Uh, had dips in the sideline by a hamstring injury. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Reichert passes physical. Holy cow, let's throw a party <laughs> for that. My goodness. Put it on the calendar, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's news. Okay. I thought that you know, the Taiwan Taylor running with the ones is a big deal. Yep. I mean, that, that really is. He's a, he's a talented player. He's a third-round pick, I believe, uh, a year ago. Yep. Um, he, he was just overshadowed by Corey Davis because Corey Davis was such an early pick, but he was talented. And he's so awesome. Coming out of, I think, what, Kentucky State or something like that? Uh, wherever it was. Farrell, Western Kentucky? Western, maybe that was yeah. it. Farrell, you should have, uh, Farrell tried to represent but didn't quite get there. Well, let's, uh, let's we, we just talked about a talented player. Let's uh, go to a talented drafter here. Caller, you are on with Dave and Balky on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Who is this? This is Matt Kelly, the guy you were talking about. Matt Kelly, I'm so glad that I prefaced it by saying we we're about to talk to a talented drafter. I hope he brings the energy for one. You are, God, this guy never brings any energy. Yeah, it sounds, Matt, it sounds like you might have had a Red Bull before the draft. I was on hold for 15 minutes plus the rollback. What's up with the rollbacks, people? We're still in the third yeah, round. Yeah, part of our cheating. Here's the thing. I, I think the prize of an FFPC main event entry, there's too much at stake here. There's just too much, and people are just – they're sweating and, and wringing their hands over every single pick, and everybody's just way lead. too nervous. <laughs> yes, but you're trying to win uh, an $1,800 prize, Matt. Well, Danny Mueller and <laughs> Jeremy R., they overthought it. They should have just pushed the button on Darius Geis and been happy. And then, oh, no, maybe we should get Mike Evans. No, Mike Evans was slipping this far because Mike Evans is terrible. He's the most overrated, overpaid wide receiver in the league. There's a reason why he's (laughs) slipping this far with sharks swimming all around in this draft room. No one wants Darius Geis. The first draft was stopped because John Paulson of 4 for 4 just couldn't stomach (laughs) auto-drafting Mike Evans. He was like, ah! the draft i can't stand this anyone but mike evans give me larry fitzgerald whatever doesn't matter just not mike evans i think oh take my the blame. god Dave, you and i take the blame for the for this the evans fitzgerald uh, stuff that's going on because we're we're just we're raising the stakes here uh unfairly to everybody else you Matt, to take a side yes exactly matt uh let's talk about your draft was the was the ezekiel elliott selection at 103 was that a difficult one or did you kind of know going in that was your guy 
That is a difficult one. If you're at the three spot and it's between Ezekiel Elliott or David Johnson, that's not that easy. That's pretty close in PPR, right? Yeah, both great players. Is it not? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's it's very close. My thing is, it's because this is best ball. I just I'm always leaning towards the guys with a higher floor early in the draft. I just have a very different perspective on best ball. I have made mistakes in the past. Like for example, last year I drafted T.Y. Hilton, and Andrew Luck was a question mark. So drafting T.Y. Hilton in the second round was pretty stupid. Right? Chasing <laughs> guys with the incredible ceilings, you know, league leader in yards with Andrew Luck. Well, without Andrew Luck, what's T.Y. Hilton? He's a WR2 in fantasy. So that's not what you want. You want to make sure you're locking in these guys with the highest possible floors early. And the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is essentially a lock for 400 touches, maybe 400 carries, that to me is the ultimate. Whereas David Johnson... The offensive line is bad. The quarterback play should be shaky with a, either a rookie quarterback or a checkdown artist in Sam Bradford. So the the external forces are working against David Johnson more than Ezekiel Elliott. So with David Johnson having to run into a headwind a bit more, makes me a little more nervous in a best ball draft master scenario. So that's why I went safety, and the safety is in the opportunity with Ezekiel Elliott. Makes sense to me. Uh, I, I, I totally say, and honestly, it, it's, it's not like an earth-shattering pick either. I mean, I see a lot of people taking Elliott uh, over Johnson there, too, so I'm totally with you on that. Talk a little bit about a, a uh, contentious player on Twitter, contentiously debated player on Twitter. You made him your third-round pick, uh, Jordan Howard at the 303. Tell the listeners why Jordan Howard in the early third is the pick for them. I would never draft Jordan Howard in a traditional league. Jordan Howard is not the pick for you. I can't stand Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard <laughs> gives me the sh- like a, a shiver runs down my spine at the thought of drafting Jordan Howard. But again, we are chasing opportunity. In a draft master scenario, you are drafting the opportunity share more than anything else. Oh, and I just got another running back due to have an incredible opportunity share. Thank you, Frozen Jones, or Lamar Miller. Another running back. You didn't think Lamar Miller was going to... You didn't think Lamar Miller was going to make it I hate Jordan Howard, and I'm happy to have them on my Draftmaster team. Well, what about Dante Foreman? I mean, those guys always come back from Achilles injuries, right? Yeah, yeah, Dante Foreman. Yeah, Show me something, Dante Foreman. At least Lamar Miller... (laughs) has had 1,000-yard seasons in his career. At least Lamar Miller has been efficient at one point in his career in Miami. So he's shown us production and efficiency. I don't know anything about Dante Foreman. Dante Foreman, all I know about him is he couldn't catch a pass if his life depended on it at Texas. So I'm not interested in Dante (laughs) Foreman. No, thank you. I'm interested in the Deshaun Watson offense, though. I think we should all be interested in that, in the idea that you could get the workhorse running back in the Deshaun Watson offense. That's exciting to me. I'm happy to have Lamar Miller. Again, I don't like him as a player. If I were building a team around a particular running back, it would not be Lamar Miller. (laughs) Okay? See, hey, just what we talked about, right? Josh Gordon is available to me. And if this were a traditional league, I would be drafting Josh Gordon. But... 
to hell if I'm drafting Josh Gordon in this particular scenario. And because I was talking to you guys and I wasn't thinking about who I was drafting, I have no idea what I'm doing here. So with Jordan Reed available and Kyle Rudolph available and Evan Ingram available and a, a strong desire to pick a tight end, I am going to go with Kyle Rudolph. Oh, I love it. I love that pick. That's that's uh, it's one of my favorite tight ends this year for sure. I, I would have taken him over Engram. I, I would have taken him uh, over Jordan Reed, so I, I really like that pick there. Chasing opportunity. Again, it's, all it's, these, it's, you know, I'm chasing ceilings. I'm just I'm chasing ceilings. Yes. I usually we talk about, love talking about chasing upside, right? I'm just diving on the floor. To me, there's just bullets flying through my <laughs> windows, and I'm just diving on the floor. That's all I'm doing throughout this draft, just diving on the floor. Just chase, just diving on the floor and holding targets very tightly. Hold targets, chase opportunity. This is the Matt Kelly way, and we certainly like this draft that uh, that you have put together so far. There's a lot of high volume running backs draft. on this roster. It's the cowardly draft of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have I'm, to be brave to get on the floor and chase after like all this stuff. The cowardly lion. Eeyore, whatever you want to call it, whoever, whatever character from a cartoon or children's movie, I'm that guy. Well, listen, you, you, are, you are certainly not that guy when you are uh, churning out all those great podcasts with uh, Roto Underworld Radio and uh, certainly all the work you do over at Player Profiler. Is there anything you'd like to promote or anything you'd like to preview for any of your subscribers or any of your fans uh, out there to let, you, to let them know what's uh, upcoming for Matt Kelly? Oh, Royce Freeman just went off the board. He was another choice. But let's hope that Marlon Mack, I'm going to start to chase him upside, but I'm going to continue in Marlon Mack, Jamal Williams, I'm banking on one of those guys still being available. But I'm, I'm pretty much going full on at running back. Because, again, draft master. So I'm going to consolidate my running backs because there's so many wide receivers. You guys were talking about the news earlier. Every news blurb is another sleeper receiver having a great camp. From Taewon Taylor to Michael Gallup, it's just one late-round receiver after another. So why the hell am I drafting wide receivers early when there's all these great receivers late? Can you someone explain this to me? <laughs> no, I, you know, no, yeah, no. Listen, this is the correct way. It, the cowardly way is the correct way. There's a certain player I'm such a coward. I would love to chase Josh Gordon and Corey Davis and all this tantalizing upside. But what am I going to do? I'm going to take the guy with the 200 boring carries. <laughs> <laughs> what about if Gordon falls you at the six ten? What do you think? Are you thinking about him then? No. No, Jamal Williams, oh, Marlon Mack. I, I'm locking that's in my running back. It's all about you. That's the thing. You're not going to get me off my roster structure that I have in mind, <laughs> right, just by letting right. value, in quotes, fall to me at positions I don't want at that particular round. Not going to happen. I, I, that's how I drafted three years ago. I've learned lessons, Dave, in, in that I, I'm not <laughs> the guy. I'm not, I'm not the fish that's nibbling on that hook, on the Mike Evans is hook. No, I'm just going to take my Darius guys and move on. Thank you very much. There you and, go. I, I certainly and appreciate Danny that. Mueller and Jeremy are, they're going to learn this lesson too. In the, that's, you know, that's why, you know, that's why they're Joes and we're pros. Yep. They should, they should play a little more. <laughs> uh, Matt, we, uh, we follow you on Twitter. You at can Fantasy. also check out my go podcast ahead. on iTunes, Roto Underworld Radio to answer your question from before.
And, of course, playerprofiler.com has advanced metrics, none of which I talked about today, but next time. Next time, indeed. They're both products fantastic. Yes, we we love them. We love you. It's, It's always great to hear from you. Good luck the rest of the way, man. Thank you. Matt Kelly, ladies and gentlemen, from playerprofiler.com, Roto Underworld Radio. Follow him on Twitter at fantasy underscore mansion, hashtag never Josh Allen, and he records it live at the DJ Moore Fan Club headquarters. Peace. Don't mention him. Why can't I not mention him? Every, listen, everybody he, in this he, draft knows who DJ Moore is. Yeah, he might, he's, he's looking for him in the, the seventh or eighth or ninth. Or I will stick my foot in my mouth. Maybe not eighth or ninth. I will stop talking. <laughs> about that. And uh, listen, people don't want to hear from me anyway. Let's go to a very, extremely patient caller from the 712 here. 712, you are on the air with Dave and Balky, Pros vs. Joe's coverage on the HSFF Hour. Who is this? Hey, how's it going? Uh, this is Sky uh, Eilers. Um, I'll be drafting tomorrow night from the one spot. Yes. Uh, from the uh, one spot, you'll baby. You'll Sam Bradford, yeah. Yeah, I thought this would be a good time to call. Yeah, you because can hear me all right. When you're, when you're, when you're, yes, you are, you are coming through just fine, Sky. This is, this is good because I don't know. Well, I know you're obviously watching tonight's draft. Have you checked out the draft boards from the other four uh, pros versus Joe's draft in preparation for yours? Oh yeah, totally. I, I've been following along, and I think that'll be. I mean, I don't know if it's an advantage. Um, maybe if there was more news or you know any injuries or anything like. You know, I've been kind of looking at Vance McDonald as an option mid-rounds, and we're not sure if he hurt his foot bad. But, um, you know, really as far as looking for trends in, in the picks, uh, you know, I think I have my, my board, my, my strategy pretty set. So basically, if anything, I'm just you know, I'm getting more confident. I, I don't really see a team um, through all the drafts so far that I, that I feel like I can't, that I can't do better than. So, um <laughs> I guess maybe that maybe that's that's the um, the best thing so far, but, but I thought now would be a good time to call in just for balance because you had maybe the most recognized pro um, with Matt Kelly, the the pod father, to maybe one of the the least known Joes, which is me. Um, so I, I kind of just wanted to call to call and introduce myself because you know you guys kind of have a good uh, knowledge and um, show a lot of omniscience, you know. Uh, just about everybody that that's participating, but you know, you're looking at Yosemite Sam Bradford tomorrow, and you might say, you know, who who the heck is is this character? So, um, <laughs> but, no, but yeah, Scott, I, let, I, me I, 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 let me ask you. Let me ask you this yeah. question: uh, at the one at the one spot, we pretty much, Dave, have we seen Gurley go at the 101 in every draft so far? Yes, we have, Walkie, so far. Are we going to see the... And by the way, Sky does have a number one pick with one of his main event teams. Ah, okay. So, Sky, this is interesting here because now you can actually use... I mean, granted, they're different formats, the best ball and then the 20-round classic that's the, uh, that's the main event. But are you going to be um, trying out some strategies in the pros versus Joes with your, with your team tomorrow? Question number one. And number two, uh, are you going to... Is it going to be Gurley tomorrow or is it going to be somebody else at the 101? Right. Well, I, I don't want to really get get locked into any player specific, um, with this one exception. I, I think Todd Gurley is is the top pick, and I, I, we'll just um, clear up that surprise um, for for now. It'll be Gurley again tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, at one one. But I mean, this is interesting. I mean, this is all um, 
I just feel like I've, I've done more research this off season than I, than I have any any year of playing fantasy football, in which I've done for for more than 20 years. But I feel like I'm really trying to uh, just make some noise and 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 uh, make some money this year um, more than any other time. So being here in the pros versus Joe's draft and really paying attention and being involved, I think this is going to help me a lot. So I'm just you know, really thankful that, you know, I have the chance to um, be with all these, these uh, great drafters and people that I, that I read and, and follow throughout the year. Um, uh, but what was, oh, but as far as uh, in the, in the main event, uh, yeah, I, I, there was some talk on, on the message board tonight. Uh, maybe people would shy away from the Rams and the Chiefs because, of the week 12 bye. Um, I don't, last year was my first year in the FFPC, so I guess I don't have a long track record of knowing, you know, if that's a, a big disadvantage, but maybe it is. And I kind of want to ask you guys, because um, I'm thinking of adding another team based on looking at my, my draft positions. I think I'd like to add one more team and see if I could get another spot somewhere in the middle. Um, would you rather pick before the Thursday night opening game or, or after that game? Uh, I mean, Ooh, interesting question. I, yeah, I mean, for I'll I'll just say like I I I'm a I like early drafting. Uh, I as you know, granted, there's going to be a lot of information out there already, but um, I think uh, I'd like to take advantage of of drafting um, before the the Thursday night game, um, before we see what actually happens. Um, that you know the the. The draft boards don't change all that much after that opening night game. I think what? I think we saw some shifting. You're crazy. Oh, just kidding. Let me finish my point. Um, I think we saw some shifting around last year. Uh, obviously, with Hunt moving up to the 101, a lot of drafts. Tyreek Hill moved up. Who was the guy who didn't move up last year, Dave, of the Chiefs? Because Alex Smith moved way up. There was one Chief that didn't move up. I don't know, Kelsey. I'm just guessing. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was Kelsey. I can't remember. Tyreek had a good game. So for me, I would I would draft before. Dave, do you have any thoughts on that of, of whether you would rather draft before or after that that Thursday night game in the in the main event for an additional team? Um, I well, I guess you have. I think you have four teams or three or four teams. But I would probably balance it out a little bit if you have a few after. I would I would do a few after and a few before. But I, I think before, I would mean to before a little bit, and you know the, it's the Falcons and the Eagles from what I'm seeing here, so I would I'd be a little bit inclined to take those players, and, and that even includes kickers and defenses and crap yeah. like that, and then you know grab maybe like grab if you grab the Eagles defense, then grab a different defense, and then just see what happens and cut one. Yeah. So I mean these are late round picks, but um I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind drafting early. It could give you an advantage in uh, in week one for sure. It might give you an advantage uh, over the the entire course of the season. Sky, I think. Listen, uh, not only thanks so much for the kind words about the FFPC and and um, and then we're looking forward to watching your drafting tomorrow. We're very excited for you that you get to enjoy drafting with these pros and and with these guys you're going to be drafting against in the main event uh, coming up uh, uh, later in, in in August, early September. Uh, we wish you the best of luck tomorrow, man. Uh, do us proud, and uh, it, you sound extremely prepped, so I'm sure you're gonna, we're, we're, we're going to see a strong draft from you tomorrow. Well, I mean, I hope so. I, I'm gearing up mainly for that, that first week in September and, and the main event, but, uh, yeah, I'd really like to uh, make more of a name for myself here with, with this group. That, that would be great. Fantastic, Sky. We'll uh, look forward to, to your draft tomorrow. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. 
You bet. Sky Eilers, ladies and gentlemen. That was really cool. uh, Watch him uh, draft live tomorrow on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Bucky, this draft is like the opposite of yesterday's draft. How so, Dave? This is like the gentleman's draft. Now, I don't mean this is nothing against Jen Ryan because she's a female. But this is a gentleman's draft in that we are now, we went through 71 picks before someone took a second tight end. Yeah. Last night, 12. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, 12. Well, 13, right? 12 and 13, right? And then 71, some picks. 72 was Jordan Reed to go with uh, Delaney Walker for Jared Small. I mean, yeah. that's really, I mean, it's honestly, they were being very nice to each other. Yeah. So you're looking at these teams, and you're like, well, these guys all have pretty good tight ends. Can I just say this? I don't want to start any conspiracy theories on this show <laughs> yeah, that, I, all, that I haven't already said. They all tweeted each other? When Matt Kelly called in, I swear I could hear Jared Smola's voice in the background. <laughs> and I up. swear I could hear Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach talking shop with Brandon Marion Lee. <laughs> I'm wondering if all 12 of these teams are actually drafting in the same room somewhere in, in the heart of the United States tonight and uh, just palling around, having a good time with it. Uh, well, I, again, I can't confirm that. Just telling you what I heard. Where do we leave off? It's been a while since we've had a... Um, since we've had a, uh, a, a... I thought we were in, like, the late third. We, we never even got to Shady McCoy with Norm's pick, the 4-1, did we? You know where we left off is that Mike Evans pick. Oh, yeah. Mike, Mike oh, yeah, Evans, we were floating around. Right, Mike Evans goes to Mueller and Roach there in the third. Alex Collins, T.Y. Hilton. Darius Geist then goes to Mike Beers as his number one running back. Tyreek Hill to Musgrave and Pinkstaff. Adam Thielen to Jason Moore. And then uh, Kenyon Drake is the selection to uh, Norm Kanaski and, and Scott Ben Sickle at the end of the third. Um, we're going to fly through the fourth round here to, to try to catch up a little bit. Ben Sickle and Kanavsky then take uh, in the fourth round as their number three running back, LaShawn McCoy. Amari Cooper, the second receiver drafted by Jason Moore at the 402. Sony Michelle pairs with Leonard Fournette as Musgrave and Pinkstaff's backfield in the fourth round there. Rashad Penny uh, goes to Mike Beers. So Mike Beers decides to formulate his starting backfield of two rookie running backs there, Penny going with Geist. Greg Olson is the uh, uh, fifth tight end off the board tonight, and he goes to Sean Olander there at the uh, 4.05. Ronald Jones and Derrick Henry, a couple of running backs off the board there. Jones to Marianne Lee, uh, Brandon Marianne Lee, and then Derrick Henry to Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach. Stephon Diggs um, goes tonight at the... Excuse me, I'm struggling with the... My eyesight is not what it once was. At the 4.08... Stephon Diggs to John Paulson from 4for4.com. Uh, the 409 is Mark Ingram, the second running back drafted by Matthew Korn. Lamar Miller is the third running back, as you heard uh, live in that bombastic interview with Matt Kelly, which we all love. Uh, Lamar Miller uh, is his fourth round pick. Brandon Cooks and Demarius Thomas are the two receivers to finish out the fourth round. Cooks to uh, the FFPC, Joe Brent Weaver, and then Demarius Thomas to Jared Smola. Jared Smola, I feel like, drafts Demarius Thomas a lot. I agree with you, actually. Yeah, it seems like he has him. You know what's funny about that? I think I'm realizing that because I draft Demarius Thomas a lot. So I, I tend to. We're in I'm going to draft a lot of Demarius. We're in the same Demarius Thomas support group, uh, and, and so you know he brings the donuts one week, and and I make the coffee one week, and, and we just hang out and talk about Demarius Thomas. By the way, let me talk. Can I bring Des back up? Did we talk about Des much last night? Not really. No. So Des Bryant. Finally, call, calls out the Cowboys. They call him out about the, the, the play calling, right? Yes. How they just were in the same plays all the time. He stayed on the same side of the field. We've been saying this for years on this show. Have we not? About the play calling? 
Yeah, so Des Bryant, they just send him up to the top of the field and just runs on the field. Yep. They never move him around. They never do anything. Okay. And the reason I bring it up is because Demarius Thomas, they say he's been moving all over the yeah, field. Yeah, he has using the slot. They're doing it. They're doing like what they do with, with Fitzgerald. And the Cowboys are too stupid of an organization to have moved Des Bryant around. He's getting older. He's a player that should have been moved around. He should have been played in the spot. Now, Farrell said. I was just going to say, first of all, you mentioned, I was just going to say, I, know. I heard a rumor from an NFL agent. Yeah, Farrell said that Des is not. Farrell Elliott, Kentucky Fantasy Football State uh, commissioner, so I brought, commissioner. I brought this up to him off the air, and, I, and he said he's not quite bright enough to do that. But right. I, don't, I don't know if I buy that. I might buy that. How hard is this to go in motion and just run, like, whatever, a one router, a three router, a five, whatever, whatever the numbers are? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, apparently it's hard enough where the Cowboys didn't want to do it in the game. I mean, there, there's something to be said for that, so I don't know. Look, the Cowboys are... It's a he-said-he-said he said situation. They're a very bad organization. Yeah. Well, their anthem policy is okay, but they're, otherwise they're bad. I don't want to talk to the National <laughs> Where do we leave off? I'm standing for the show, so I, I stand for all sorts of I don't know why you do that. You have a chair... You would actually be close to your microphone for one. I'm pretty damn close. I'm like yes. eight inches away. Yeah, but then when you look something up on your computer or you step away when you get ticked off, you know, at the you end, have something feedback like that. about something. Why don't you bring it up off the air for once? I have you know, handy not, and it on the air. Hold on. Not only have I brought this up off the air with you, I've done it multiple times, and you've gotten tweets about this as well. I don't listen to the tweets. <laughs> You, you just, Twitter is a fart in the wind, bulky, and when farts waft around, yeah. I don't listen or smell them either. But you like the tweets, you just don't like it when people tweet at you. Hey, oh, Henry Mudo, screw you, Dallas. Good job, Henry. I appreciate yeah. that on the YouTube feed. Yeah. Uh, Keep on going. Yes. Talk okay. about whatever you want. Okay, I'll move on. My full on the microphone. Yeah, that actually sounds mellifluous right Doesn't there. Really? That is fantastic. I, you know, I didn't know this was supposed to be like a 900 number type show. Well, you don't change your voice, you just talk closer. I think you'd enjoy sitting down and talking into the mic. I do. It's fantastic. Whatever. All right, moving on. So terrible. Okay, so where do we leave off? This was, um, I think we got through the fourth. Yeah, we ended from the fourth round. Okay, so 501, Delaney Walker, first tight end taken by Jared Smola. The quarterbacks uh, start coming off the board at the 502 tonight. That's Aaron Rodgers to Brent Weaver, Kyle Rudolph. Of course, you heard uh, the pod father, Matt Kelly, uh, take Kyle Rudolph there in the fifth. Golden Tate is the receiver after that to Matthew Korn. That is his number three receiver. A couple of running backs, Jay Ajayi to John Paulson, Royce Freeman to uh, Mueller and Roach. Trey Burton comes off the board as the number eight uh, tight end, I believe, uh, to Brandon Marion Lee. She gets him in the fifth round as her number one tight end. Tevin Coleman is the third running back drafted by uh, Sean Olander. And then Evan Ingram right after that to Mike Beers. So Mike Beers, uh, it's a how old is DeAndre Hopkins? Like 26, 27? Does that sound right? Or prime, prime of his career. Prime of his career. And then you have Julio Jones coming out of the prime. And then a lot of youth after that uh, with guys Penny and Ingram. Deshaun Watson, the second quarterback off the board to Musgrave and Pinkstaff. Deion Lewis to Jason Moore. And then Allen Robinson, the second receiver drafted by Kanapsky and Van Sickle uh, there to complete the sixth round. And that's where, or excuse me, the fifth round. And we can move on. To the six. I, is there anything I, I I don't want to talk over you, Dave? At least right now I don't want to talk. Over <laughs> you. Very nice. Um, do you have anybody you want to talk about in the fifth round here? Anything that stands out to you? Nothing to me, I, I guess, is 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 all that crazy in that round. Allen Robinson continues to slip. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I think Allen Robinson at the five twelve is a nice pick. Uh, Deion Lewis, I don't usually see him go quite that late at five eleven. And again, I, I go I I know I to this you know I, I go back to the tight end. It's just Tight ends have worked out nicely. You know, Rudolph, and if you like Burton over Ingram, that's fine. And if you, and if you like Ingram, those are just nice picks. 
uh, not having to press or push. Um, well done by all these chapters, not ruining everyone else's draft. Right. Yeah. Well, like I said, they're all just they're hanging out. They got reruns of Friends going on on the TV. Probably um, some pepperoni pizza there, and some potato chips, and some dip, and just you know palling around. I feel like if these twelve people were stranded on an island together, they're after like three months, like eleven would still be alive. Well, like last night. Oh, because they all take care of each other. Yeah, last night yeah. there'd be like two left. Right. Yeah. They, you know, they're killing each other. Jen, Jen Ryan. Yeah, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jen Ryan would have been wielding <laughs> knives in each hand, like yeah. you know, just like you know, one of them says Kelsey and the other one says Gronk, and she'd just be slaying everybody with them. Yeah. Tonight's draft, you know, one shark bite, one person dead. It's all right. The other eleven are still good. I good. I feel like tonight's the Disney movie. Trip <laughs> Pro This is Joe's, and last night was the Tarantino flick. Right. Exactly. Something like that. Um, so, you heard Tarantino's making an R-rated Star Trek. Yeah, we don't need. I, I know where you're going with this. Check, I won't say the tweet. Check Dave's Twitter feed if you want to get the joke. Um, but it's 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 in. It's, I only like it's it. It's crass and in poor taste. I didn't even retweet. I couldn't even retweet it. I just, oh, okay. I just liked it. Good. Well, it's out there. You can find it if you really want to. Get all these people that are unearthing all these old uh, old uh, offensive tweets. I'm sure they'll they'll be able to find it for sure. Let's talk about the value of Juju Smith-Schuster at the 601 tonight. Great job by Kanasky and Van Sickle there to get him. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll page the, um, the Grzaka meter. Where do you think he normally goes in FFPC best balls? Uh, 503. 409. Yeah. So, and this, that's, I mean, that's talking, a sweet value. talking about almost a round and a half of value there. So, good Mid- job. Yeah, good on you, Norm. There. I, you know, I think the uh, YouTube chat, everybody likes Norm's team. They did not like the Shady McCoy pick, if I recall correctly. But the rest of his team, I you don't know. Shady McCoy is your number three running back. They didn't like that. They didn't like it because it's too risky, probably. I'm guessing, but uh, no, this team could really do something if Shady's actually not going to be arrested. Second place is the first loser, Dave, in yeah, this in this format. I've heard the cliche many times. Carry on, Johnson, the number three running back drafted by Jason Moore. George Kittle is the number one tight end drafted by Todd Musgrave and Brad Pinkstaff at the 603 tonight. Then you have Alshon Jeffrey going off the board to Mike Beers. I'm curious, Dave. I was faced with this decision in a draft today. Who would you rather have in a FFPC format, 28-round best ball? Would you rather have Josh Gordon, or would you rather have Alshon Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Okay. I hemmed and hawed for quite a while on that one. I ended up going with Jeffrey, um, and, I, and I feel you know, good about it. Yeah, he's a professional NFL player and can't with a $40 million contract and not a head case. He is, however, on the pup list, for what it's worth. Yeah. I mean, it is worth something. You're right. Right. That's why I asked. I don't bring up random topics on this show too much that I don't really care to hear what you have to say. Oh, really? If I'm asking you a question, there's a reason for it, because I feel like you're going to help somebody. Russell Wilson, the number three quarterback drafted uh, tonight, and he goes to uh, Sean Olander. Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon's real-life teammate, goes to Brandon Marianne Lee after that. Rex Burkhead to Miller and Roach as their number four running back. Do you have something to say about that? No, I don't. Oh, I, feel, I, I felt like you had a, a grunt. Uh, on that it might have been a drink of uh, I, Oh, I, sorry. Taking a sip of my drink <laughs> I miss here. Red. I miss Red. Mike, yes. Michael Crabtree <laughs> is the number three receiver drafted by 4for4.com's John Paulson. Marvin Jones, the number four receiver to FFPC Joe Matthew Korn. Jamal Williams to uh, uh, the Podfather. That's Matt Kelly. He said he'd be targeting him, and he got him in the sixth round. Tariq Cohen right after that to Brent Weaver. And completing round six is Jordan Reed. Jared Smola goes Walker and Reed back-to-back tight end picks there. I know it seems like in the past, and maybe this is because I've read the, the Draft Sharks recap of uh, the pros versus Joe's drafts, that these, these drafts seem to be more fresh in my mind. But I feel like Smola has, has been doubling up on tight ends 
semi-early in, in this format in the past as well. And by the way, sports injury predictor. Uh, Jordan Reed picked by this. Yeah, I was just going to say. That's our own sports injury predictor. Right, right. And uh, so clearly they're, uh, they're sharing some data over there, and the data is coming up Reed. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe they're putting out fake sports injury rankings here and uh, just, just scooping up value. Let's move past uh, Jordan Reed and, <laughs> and uh, talk about maybe the pick of the draft here. Oh, go ahead. 701 tonight, Dave. A oh, fantastic God. value. Corey Davis, superstar receiver, probably going to be the MVP. Is that who I said was going to be the MVP this year, or did I say Mahomes? Remember we had that running joke <laughs> last week? I said, I, no, I think it was Corey Davis. I said that only only Patrick Mahomes could threaten Corey Davis's 2018 MVP campaign. Yeah, they're both uh, unbelievable. So I really like that pick as their as their number two uh, receiver there to uh, Josh Eckstein Smola. Go ahead, you were going to say something. Lots of risk. Uh, when Smola Williams, what's his ADP? I, you know, it's funny because that seems super early. I, you know, it's interesting you say that because I was actually going to look it up because I thought it was super early as well. And it, I thought it because it is. 7-10 is where he normally goes in FFPC best ball. But, again, Matt Kelly is, uh, is getting his guys tonight. He's going after his targets. Oh, dude. And uh, he might have been able – here's the thing. He might have been able – 7-10. Right. He might have been able to get him in the seventh round, except he was also looking at Marlon another Mack. player in the, in the seventh <laughs> round, Marlon Mack, Where'd and he, he gets go? him there. Marlon Mack, I feel like that's also early for Mack. Um, let me take a look here. Mack went really late yesterday. Mac, uh, oh, that's Mac Collins. Whoops. Mac, uh, 706. So if you want both of those guys, you yeah, got got to soak the sixth and seventh round picks in. That's fine, yep. Uh, Tariq Cohen, excuse me, uh, not Tariq Cohen. Jack Doyle was the pick uh, right before that to Brent Weaver. Cam Newton, the number four quarterback off the board to Matthew Korn. Chris Thompson, the number three running back drafted by John Paulson. And then a trio of receivers here. You know where I'm going with this, Dave. Sammy Watkins, Miller and Roach, Jamison Crowder to Brandon Marion Lee, and then Josh Gordon comes off the board here in the mid to late seventh. This is a mm. 708 for Sean Olander. Do you yeah. like that value there? For Gordon? Yeah. No, I, I don't mind it, I guess. Okay, so clearly. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to trade Gordon two guys for these. I'm mulling over a bunch of crappy offers. I am going to say this right now. I'm not even going to ask you the question because I think I asked you a form of it last night. Yes. Between Watkins, Crowder, and Gordon, as far as uh, how you would rank those receivers there, I believe you have them Watkins, Crowder, Gordon in yeah, that order. Yeah, and Gordon, which they were drafted, uh, some seems okay for me. Okay. Marshawn Lynch to Mike Beers as his third running back, Nick Chubb. Well, what the hell, man? Nick Chubb was going in like the 10th round, 12th round, and, and previous pros versus Joe's, <laughs> and now tonight he shoots all the way up to the 7th round. And, Carlos, going where he should go. Did Carlos Hyde have an exploratory surgery that I was not aware of? That's so ridiculous. Did Duke Johnson get suspended? What What's it? going on? 1209 in two drafts. It's crazy. The seventh round, that's about where he should be probably going, I think. Good pick. Musgrave and Pinkstaff are all over Nick Chubb in the seventh round. Good for them. Emmanuel Sanders, the third receiver drafted by Jason Moore from uh, Fantasy Footballers. And then uh, completing the seventh round is, of course, Chris Hogan. The Patriots receiver goes to Norm Kanapski, Scott Van Sickle, at the uh, end of the seventh round. One quarterback off the board that round, one tight end off the board. So the tight ends were slowing down a, li- a little bit, but I, I feel like you're going to get that second and third tier uh, being picked off here pretty quick as we move into round eight. Uh, and the 801 is, of course, a tight end. It is David Njoku, and he is the first tight end drafted 
by Kanasky and Ben Sickle. Pierre Garçon, the 802 selection to Jason Moore, followed by a pair of old balls quarterbacks. It's Drew Brees to Todd Musgrave and Brad Pinkstaff. It's a family program. Tom Brady, an old ball. Tom Brady and Mike Beers right after that. Robert Woods is to uh, Sean Olander uh, as his uh, third receiver. Tyler Eifert, the uh, freshly physical passing Tyler Eifert going off the board. Look this way and cough. Brandon, Marianne, Lee. Um, you see, you t- okay, so you can make testicle <laughs> jokes, but I can't make testicle jokes. I was jokes. following up with yours. Okay. By the way, I didn't say that. I just, it was, there was a joke. It was physical. It was inferred. To turn your head and cough? Yes, you know what? I infer things. You just say balls. Jesus. <laughs> Tyler Eifert to uh, Brandon, Marianne, Lee. Uh, as Some her, of us have our number two tight end, by the, the way. The word is nuance. Look it up. Julian Edelman <laughs> is the number three receiver. To uh, Mueller and Roach. I'm going to pause here. Stay and, nope, and then I'm going to keep moving. Although we are coming up on, on the hour, so we, <laughs> if this were real radio, we would be pausing. 70 degrees out. 10 seconds to identify ourselves here on <laughs> blogtalkradio.com. This is the worst website for hosting podcasts in all of America. Julian Edelman to Mueller and Roach. Randall Cobb right after that. Randall Cobb is the fourth receiver drafted by John Paulson. Cameron Brace, first tight end off the board to Matthew Korn. Uh, and then a couple of receivers, Devin Funches to Matt Kelly, Marquise Goodwin to uh, Brent Weaver, and then uh, rounding things out in the eighth round is Isaiah Kroll, the number four running back selected by Jared Smola. By my count, Dave, and again, I'm no mathematician. I am a trained journalist and broadcaster. You don't have to do math for that. Uh, we have... <laughs> 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 tight ends off the board through eight rounds. Nice job. Does that seem, does that seem right to you? It seems, it seems nice, yeah. No, I mean, like, my count is, is, is my counting accurate. Your count seems right. Okay. And honestly, if you look at FFPC ADP with, nice the, scattered with, with the tight ends, you, um, this is about what you would normally see. You don't have the nonsense we saw last night where people are scrambling, um, uh, to uh, to get their tight ends. They were clawing at each other, like trying to escape a dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> escape a dumpster. Yeah, it's on fire. Uh, trying to get oh, I, I yeah, I, I just hadn't seen a lot of people escaping dumpsters before. I don't. Know, I'm just talking crap. Eight one five. Please save us from the dumpster conversation here. You are on the dumpster fire of a show. Yeah, well, it really is. You are on the air with Dave and Balky on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. To whom are we speaking? This is one half of the idiots that took Mike Evans. No. <laughs> oh, you dummies. Ah, this is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> so, I, so I like this. So yeah. Jeremy Roach joining the show right now and, um, of course, drafting with Danny Miller tonight. You guys have done a lot of uh, best balls uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the drafting season thus far. How happy are you or how sad are you or, or what's your feeling on how this draft has played out thus far? It's uh, it's ideal. It's not exactly where you know we thought we'd be, but it's ideal. I'll put it that way. You know, we're just Joe's. It's <laughs> ideal, okay. As he as he stated, we're um, pros, and we learned our lesson with Mike Evans. So you know, we gotta take our lesson <laughs> and move on. Uh, you know, you guys learned a few things about how to draft and so on. Maybe you'll. Play a few money leagues, and you know who knows what could happen. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's not we're funded. underexposed. We're underexposed. <laughs> you know, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, 
the pod father. You get a lot of newbies. Me, you know, all my shortcomings. So we'll adjust and we'll move on and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be better after everything. Well, I mean, you guys don't you guys don't even have a damn quarterback yet. Have you noticed that you don't even have a quarterback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're aware. <laughs> I'm kind of letting Danny take the reins here. So uh, who knows? We got a pick coming up here in two. So I don't know what he's planning on doing. We've been talking back and forth, but. Who knows? You know, people people ask me how does the how do these co-manager partnerships work out so well? Well, it's it's one one guy letting the other guy having carte blanche over it, and then the other guy just calling into our show and and, and talking a little smack about the Podfather. Jeremy, do you have a favorite pick of yours thus far as as you look through your team through nine rounds? And you got five running backs, the trio receivers. You have Kelsey. Is there one pick that you were really happy that that fell to you tonight? Uh. Getting Kelsey at two seven, I like that, especially in this format. Um, that that was pretty cheap. I like yeah. Derrick Henry at four seven. Yeah, Derrick. Yeah, Derrick Henry. I, that's um, that's some pretty good value on him as well. Um, you you know Rex Burkhead to me this year seems like the type of guy that nobody is like. Oh, God, you know Rex Burkhead. There's nothing exciting about him. He could put up some numbers this year, Dave. That's why they said him. Yeah, yeah. So I actually kind of like that pick. I thought Duke Johnson was a super value tonight. Um, I like the fact, yeah, you know, the other thing I, I thought you guys did well, you, you only have one receiver through six rounds, and then you get the upside of Sammy Watkins, and you like to think the reliability of Julian Edelman uh, in the eighth round. So I thought that was a, a nice job there. And uh, have you conversed with, with Danny as far as the tenth round here, with what you guys are going to go? There's a lot of tight ends flying off the board in this round. No, I, this is the one pick where he's going to be flying so flying blind because obviously I'm on the phone. So you'll this, this is great. be just as surprised so, as I am as what he does because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are on the clock right now, so we're all going to find out uh, together tonight. Jeremy, I don't know if you saw the, the, the draft last night, but what did you make of the tight end, tight end, tight end start uh, of Jen Ryan going with Grant, Kelsey, and, and Jimmy Graham? At the 12th pick. At the 12th pick. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, I thought the first two were pretty decent. I think it was a little excessive going with Graham. But to each their own, you know. I'm just a Joe. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll be a friend. <laughs> right now I'm just a Joe. So my opinion is irrelevant. This is this is uh, the, the Joe perspective with Jeremy Roach. A, per, perhaps a future segment of uh, the HSFFR. We'll have to. Uh, That'll be nice. Actually, we'll, we'll have to look at that. Dude, what do you think of the name, the Joe perspective? Do you yeah. like that? Well, I'd like to get some alliteration in there somehow, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, the I, I, it's tough to get alliteration with Jay, but we'll we'll try to come up with something for it uh, because it, that that screams blog title written all over. Jersey it. Joe. Yeah. Well, you're not from Jersey. You can't from do that. Chicago. Yeah, it's it's got to be. Um, you know, it's like uh, paperwork with Jeremy Roach, you know, or something that like that. That sounds almost as bad as the slowdown. I don't know. That's not a bad name oh. at all. You, you know, you rip on that all the time. The high-stakes slowdown is a cool name uh, for a podcast. So but that means you take the S off of stakes, and then you put the S at the start of lowdown, and it becomes the high-stakes slowdown. I am Did aware, anyone think of that? I am aware of all the snide remarks that are being made on Airways and on Twitter uh, here. Now, I, I see the pick. Uh, come it looks, in. It, it looks like an auto. It pick. looks like an auto pick. I don't know if this is the legit pick, Jeremy. Have you? You are mixing up a scotch. Have you? Have you confirmed with Danny that this this is no, the pick that you guys I wanted here got, in the time? I have got nothing back from him. I don't know. We're rolling. Maybe he was I'm he was scrambling to make the pick. 
All right. Well, Naheem Hines is the pick there. It's a, it's a, a guy. It's a guy I like this year, and if you get him in the double-digit round, it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so yeah, and is uh, you know another running back to add to that deep stable that you guys are building there. So it looks good, as does the rest of your draft. I you know I, I think we'll get to the odds here um, in a minute, but I believe that Javier oh, from Terre Haute, Javier from Terre Haute actually had you guys as a slight favorite overall to win this league at four to one tonight. Right over, by the way, over the defending overall champ Mike Beers, who was at five to one. So you guys had the you, you had the target on your backs coming into tonight, uh, Jeremy. Apparently so. We were getting blasted on Twitter. It was, uh, it was interesting to say the least. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did see some of those tweets. Listen, man, I'm going to let you get back to it here and uh, crush the rest of this draft, as, as I'm sure you guys uh, will do. Our, I know you're going to be. In, well, I shouldn't say I know. Uh, are we going to see you, you personally, in in Kentucky and or Vegas this year? Both. Yes, we will. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, we'll we'll have we'll get. I'm sure we'll get together and 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 we hang need to out. find another Grambling bet. Oh hey, yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. Jeremy already absolutely. told me he, he's uh he's, he's he's placing the college football bets on Friday night. Is he? Yeah, because uh, is your are we uh, confirmed that your wife will be uh, hanging out with you in Vegas this year? It's looking that way. It's looking that way. Yeah. So we're gonna have. It's it's going to be a covert operation to uh, get these all <laughs> these bets placed. Cool. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Good. Jeremy, thanks so much, man, for calling in. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, take care. See you soon. Jeremy Roach, ladies and gentlemen, one of the more talented, experienced FFPC, well, best ball drafters and main event drafters, I mean, and football guys drafters, had a lot of success with uh, Danny Miller, of course, former guest of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour as well. Lance came up with rolling with Jeremy Roach. Rolling. Rolling with Roach. Rolling with Roach. That gets a little potty, though. Roach and rolling. I, I, it, it seems it's weird. It's a Roach clip and then rolling. That's you know Lance is from you know, I was going to say too. like it's it's really weird that Lance, Lance would have come up with something like that. Yeah, um, Lance, you know he's a cop too. You know he can't really be doing that. That's like me coming up with uh, uh, a blog called Handsome Intelligent Bulky. I mean, just <laughs> all three things go hand in hand. You think of handsome, you think of intelligent, you think of bulky. I'm gonna start calling you Balmy. That's what Chris called you. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. I actually brought yeah we know you're very Balmy. We don't need to get into it. Um, did we finish? Uh, we finished the eighth round, so let's get into the ninth. Devontae Parker off the board at the 901 to Jared Smola. Phillip Rivers is the second quarterback drafted by Brent Weaver to back up Aaron Rodgers. I'm seeing a lot of Rodgers Rivers teams this year in, in uh, not only just PBJ, but football guys' drafts in general, too. Did you have a comment on the guy that took your super sleeper, Corey Davis, also taking another perpetual super disappointment, Devontae Parker? Well, I think the 701 pick and the 901 pick are on opposite ends of the pick spectrum. Maybe he just has like a kind of a draft blindness where he just takes guys that chronically underperform and don't break out. Can I tell you honestly <laughs> what I think happened here? No. I Jared Smola no, obviously wants to do well for his name, for the Draft Sharks name, clearly. He realizes he basically won the draft at 701. And, <laughs> yeah, and, really? and now everybody else is playing an unfair game of catch-up. So you look at it. How do I get the other 11 teams back involved? I'm sure in the, in the room where all 12 of these teams are drafting, they're like, oh, Smola, thanks a lot. And they hit him in the face with a piece of pepperoni pizza because they're upset because they have no chance of winning now. And he's like, guys, don't worry about it. I got gotcha. you. And he takes Devontae Parker at the 901. <laughs> to even the playing field for everybody else. A very nice one. Yeah. Smola, 
Uh, great drafter, even better guy. And I asked the other 11 guys, or 11 other players in this league, I should say, and they will agree. O.J. Howard is the number two tight end taken by Matt Kelly here at the 903. Matthew Stafford backs up Cam Newton for Matthew Korn. Robbie Anderson off the board to John Paulson, and then Duke Johnson to Mueller and Roach. Will Fuller is the fourth receiver drafted by Brandon Marianne Lee. Um, he goes to her at the 907. Jared Cook, second tight end for Sean Olander at the 908. C.J. Anderson off the board. Well, I just flipped in a uh, dynasty rookie draft tonight for the 208 pick. I was pretty happy about that. Nice job, we should get into that uh, as far as do you want, do you want to – can I just go through? So yeah, what, talk to you. Yeah, go ahead. Tell, tell me the story. Yeah, so I, I was in a, a dynasty rookie draft tonight, which has been completed. It's a 10-round dynasty rookie draft. And I, I was actually brought, it's a live one, by the way. It's a, really and it's a live, live rookie draft. So I, you know, I, I had to get my trades in you know, before this, and, and I, I had to set my queue you know, and to see who I ended up with. And my queue ran out in round seven. So I got six of my own picks, and the rest are yeah. uh, after that. Do you want to hear how it ended up? Yeah, go ahead, Tom. So I had, I had the 102 pick, and then I had three second-rounders, Darius Geis, Cortland Sutton, Keelan Cole, and Albert Wilson. Well, that's uh, not too bad, right? Yeah, uh, round three, Traquan Smith, Kiki QT in round four. Those are solid picks, actually. Jalen Samuels, round five. I ah, like, I like that. I like that yeah. a lot, actually. Tavon Austin in round six, which was the last. He didn't have 12 to 24 touches. Exactly, yeah. And he, th- this is, uh, that was the last bulky pick. And then we get into. The, you the, that. The, uh, I'm going to say him. Malcolm Mitchell, Seth Roberts, Charles Sims, and Ryan Tannehill to complete it tonight for me. <laughs> All right. So there you go. So that, that was fun. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it, was, it was interesting to, uh, to see that unfold. Uh, let's see what the, what the rest of this draft unfolds here. Uh, C.J. Anderson to Mike Beers as his uh, number four running back. Alan Hearns is the number three receiver drafted by Pinkstaff and Musgrave there. And then Ty Montgomery and Corey Clement finishing out the round. Montgomery to Jason Moore. Corey Clement to Kanapsky and Ben Sickle at the end of round niner. Uh, Round 10 is completed. This is the tight end round, clearly. This Uh, is the round that has no wide receivers drafted at all. Yeah, interesting. This is, again, another gentleman's type of round where no one's pounding the receivers. They let them all fall the 11th. And gentlelwoman. I mean, Brandon Marianne Lee is. Right, yeah, whatever. Yeah, gentlemen's, you know, I'm not saying in a sexist way, it's just gentlelwoman. Right, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I think everybody's just being friendly. Oh, get your second tight end. If you haven't taken a quarterback, get a quarterback. Get, get another running back, and then we'll start looking at receivers in the next round. I believe that the uh, rollbacks happen for some bathroom breaks for people running uh, yeah. into the bathroom and every. Hey, let's just pause it. We're all friends here. We can sure, all just yeah. talk. You know, hang. Take like a, like a magazine league with the local draft. Hanging out in some lounge in uh, Chicago or where I should ask Roach about that. I'm like, hey, where are where are all 12 teams hanging out and drafting this? There's a cigar bar. So, oh, that could be. Yeah, I could see that happening. the blues in the background. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's just having a great time tonight. This is, uh, you know, after the, the cutthroat draft we saw last night, I think everybody wanted a respite, and uh, we're getting it tonight. And very enjoyable to call this action for you. Aaron Jones at the 10 one to Kanapsky and Ben Sickle. A trio of tight ends right after that, Dave. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins to Jason Moore. Ricky Seals-Jones to Todd Musgrave and Brad Pinkstaff. And then Charles Clay to Mike Beers as his number two tight end. Dave, if you had to rank those tight ends, ah, you don't have to rank them. Who's your favorite of that trio between Clay, ASJ, and RSJ? Um, probably Austin Spurrier and Jenkins. Yeah, I can totally see that. Clay, you know, Buffalo, awful quarterback play. Ricky Seals-Jones, Arizona, awful quarterback play. 
Austin Spring. Josh Jenkins. Allen's been looking really good though. Yeah, yeah, for a rookie. Austin Spring <laughs> Jenkins, mediocre quarterback player. Okay, fair enough. Theo Riddick uh, to Sean Olander right after those tight ends. Then we have Carson Wentz, the first quarterback drafted by Brandon Marianne Lee. You heard the Naheem Hines pick to Mueller and Roach. And then Kirk Cousins, first quarterback off the board, John Paulson. Eric Ebron, the number two tight end for Matthew Korn. Number two in more ways than one. Uh, Giovanni Bernard right after that to Matt Kelly. Uh, James White, the penultimate pick of round 10. Uh, he goes to Brett Weaver. And then Andrew Luck to uh, um, Jared Smola at the end of the 10th as his number one quarterback. I don't know if we've seen that yet, as, as Luck being the number one quarterback for somebody. Now, we like to rip on Andrew Luck, you know, not as a person necessarily, but you well, know, as a fantasy value. Maybe you like to rip on him as a person. He does have a weird beard thing going on. Um, or has. Let's, let's talk about the other side of the issue. He's looking good right now. Uh, reports are, are coming out that he's, he's snapping the ball, firing it away. He's been sharp. I think we need to start revisiting Andrew Luck here and say, okay, maybe he's actually going in as a value in FFPC best balls. Are you ready to bump him up your draft board, Dizzle? No, I think where he's going now is probably all right. I, don't, I mean, I, I, think, I still think there's plenty of risk there with him getting re-injured. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just not. I'm probably still not going to with, with Luck this year. And if I don't get him, it's okay. I, I'm okay with that. As far as I can tell, he was the 11th quarterback. Off that was the kind of the AP even like maybe a few weeks ago. He goes uh, tonight. The, he goes like around the 11th, you know, right. 11th quarterback. Yeah. He goes uh, tonight as the final pick of the 10th round. Mm-hmm. He normally goes in FFPC best ball at the uh, 10.03. So there was almost a full round of value uh, for Jared Smola to get him there tonight. And it's not a bad pick at all. I mean, I think I'm, I'd be okay with that if I had waited that long. Because there's other de- decent quarterbacks you can get after luck that don't have the yep. upside. Yeah, be fine. And we're, we'll, we'll see what, what happens as, as um, round 11 is now in the books, round 12 going strong. Let's uh, tell you what happened here in round 11. Devontae Booker is the 11.01 to Jared Smola. Carlos Hyde uh, playing the role of Nick Chubb tonight as he falls to the 11-02 tonight. Ben Roethlisberger, the number one quarterback drafted by Matt Kelly. Cooper Cup, the number five receiver for Matthew Korn. And then uh, Sterling Shepard off the board to John Paulson as uh, his sixth receiver. Patrick Mahomes, superstar quarterback for the Chiefs. Drafted by maybe the most experienced best ballers here tonight, <laughs> uh, Roach and Mueller. Bucky's favorite quarterback. Take uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think um, you love him so much you wouldn't trade him. Uh, wouldn't take him for Lamar Miller or Lamar Jackson. I'm just dynasty. trying to think of a Mahomes for a Miller trade yeah. <laughs> in, in Dynasty. For I wouldn't Mahomes. do that. <laughs> Jimmy, I Gold. offered you Mahomes for Jackson. You passed. Yeah, and okay. I did pass. No, it's fine. I like Lamar Jackson. Uh, again, the Dynasty format. Yeah, where he's ranked 10 spots lower in all the dynasty ranking sites. Yes, which are always behind the curve. You and I know. <laughs> That's why I offer No offense to the dynasty pros out there who are still way smarter than me, but I think that is true, though. You know, that, that yeah, there, I, I there's agree. a lot of rankings websites out there that, that for dynasty purposes, they, they seem to be a little slow on the uptake. So, yeah, especially older players, not that, you know, not that Mahomes is old, but I'm saying they'll do, like they'll leave like Daz up there. It's still be like wide receiver 34, and it's like, dude, he's not even anywhere. You know, he's not doing anything right now. Anyway, moving on. Shane Helm, I'd take Mahomes over Lamar in a second still. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, I was try- I'm trying to accumulate. It's like you know, Boardwalk and Park Place. I want to get all the properties of Lamar Jackson. 
I have eight dice of these. I don't own them at all, so I'm trying to get them as many as I can. I just had an idea for a new podcast I'm going to launch. Oh? Yeah. It's called Smart People Who Make Intelligent Decisions That Agree with Balky. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, you know, the, wor- the wording is a little jankety on that, but I think we can make it work. And uh, basically, I'll just have a bunch of really intelligent, highly successful fantasy football players come on and basically agree with everything I say. And it's honestly going to make me look great. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how, we'll how, see about that. how great it's going to look for everybody uh, agreeing with me. And I, quite frankly, I don't know how many guests I'd be able to book on that show anyway. Moving on. Jimmy Garoppolo off the board as the number two quarterback for Brandon Marion Lee. Tyler Lockett to uh, Sean Olander right after that. And then Austin Hooper, the number three tight end drafted by Mike Beers. So Mike Beers, I believe, Dave, is the first team with three tight ends tonight, and he completes that mission in round 11. Des Bryant off the board to Musgrave and Pinkstaff. Um, they believe that he can run more routes than the nine. <laughs> they believe he can line up in more spots than outside, and uh, who will he be doing that for? Who knows? What's the percentage chance that Des Bryant is a Cleveland Brown uh, for week one? Who knows? Now, I'm asking you, honestly. I don't know. Your best guess, 10%? 20. 20, okay, fair enough. I don't know. I mean, let's see. There's 32 NFL teams, plus there's a shot that he doesn't get picked by any team, but he's only going to see Cleveland. Right. And Josh Gordon's a head case. And more like 15 Okay. Split the difference. You know, it's a, it is a percentage. It's a guess. You know. Marcus Mariota is the number one quarterback drafted by uh, Jason Moore, FantasyFootballers.com. Matt Ryan right after that to Konatsky and Van Sickle as their number one quarterback. And it, I believe now through round 11, you look at everybody's roster, and they all have at least one quarterback. So well, people want to know, hey, how long can I wait to draft a quarterback in a best ball in FFPC this year? These, these people, these, all these good friends would tell you, round 11 is where you want to make sure you have at least one. Yeah, you, should, you should be fishing around round 9, 10, 11 if you're, if you're looking. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I, I felt like Brady and Breeze are both good values tonight. If you look at uh, you know, them in the eighth, I, I think that was pretty solid. Absolutely. Obviously, I would have taken Patrick Mahomes over Drew Breeze, but you know, that may <laughs> just be me. Jared Goff. The first selection of round 12 here to Kanafsky and Ben Sickle, Dak Prescott to Jason Moore. So the, those four picks, the, those guys, uh, uh, the, the Team 11, Team 12, they both get their starting two or their top two quarterbacks there uh, right at the turn here at 11 and 12 tonight. Defense is off the board to Musgrave and Pinkstaff. It is the Jags, and they are the first defense selected tonight right before Calvin Benjamin to Mike Beers. Uh, Mike Beers gets Benjamin as his number four receiver. Alex Smith uh, backing up Russell Wilson for Sean Olander this year. Marquise Lee goes to Brandon Marianne Lee. Relation? I have no idea. Perhaps there's some nepotism being involved in the pros versus Joes that I was not aware about. Bruce Lee. Uh, Could be. Uh, There's DJ Moore off the board to Miller and Roach, um, a pick that I was told to button my lip on. And uh, Matt Kelly let him slide. And he goes in round 12 to Miller and Roach. Um, let me ask you this. You like D.J. Moore for dynasty purposes. I love D.J. Moore. I do not like him. Okay, you love D.J. Moore for dynasty purposes. What about for redraft? I, I love him there, too. So yeah. where he's going, he's super insanely cheap. Does he? I'll, I'll, he's a better... I I'll get to that in a second. Is, mm-hmm. is he a top 35 receiver this year? I don't know. Maybe. Okay, so I don't. I question your love here a little bit. Well, I mean, he's a rookie wide receiver on a team that still has Greg Olson and you know a mediocre 
Funches. I think he has a chance to be that. You know, I don't deal with like certainties. I deal with a range of possibilities and probabilities. So I think there's a range of which he could be. He is a very super talented wide receiver. Uh, Phenom score over four. That is like, I think that's phenomenal. It is. I mean, that's a phenomenal. I think Josh Gordon actually was the only other receiver that had a Phenom score that high. And if you know, if it wasn't that case, he'd be unbelievable. So he's a fantastic talent. Cam Newton's a pretty good quarterback. The problem is Cam Newton has a lot of people to throw to. Right. So we'll see if they're going to feature him or not. But I mean. He, you know, the 12th round, it's like, why not? And he's going to have some really good games, so in best ball, it's, it's a nice pick. Massive overdraft here by Neil Aaron Roach with uh, <laughs> DJ Moore. If you look at the ADP here, they get him at the 1207. Uh, his ADP is normally the 1208, so clearly uh, a bit of a reach here. But, you know, these guys know what they're doing. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt uh, with the DJ Moore selection. Blake Bortles right after that. God, I love that. DJ Moore, next pick, Blake Bortles. Fantastic. Blake, you can't make it up. Blake Bortles to John Paulson right after that is his number two quarterback. Chris Carson uh, is the running back to Matthew Korn right after that. Derek Carr, the second quarterback drafted by Matt Kelly. And then the second defense of the round, it is the Rams. And they go to um, Brent Weaver there at the uh, 12-11 final pick of the 12th round. A little bit of uh, some volatility at quarterback here for Jared Smola as he goes with Jameis. <laughs> as it is pronounced, Winston at the 12-12 tonight to back up Andrew Luck. So that's an interesting comment. High ceiling there, but you know, there's there's a possibility that it, it, it there's a possibility that it, it, it could be bad. You know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of people would have gone a different direction. They would have taken the more the conservative pick. But I, I kind of actually like going with the two kind of you know, the riskier picks, because odds are pretty decent that one of them is going to work out. I mean, Winston's going to be suspended for a while, but he's got uh, he's got a really good upside. I mean, rounds, or weeks 4 through 16, he's going to be around. Will he be around in week 5 through 16? Because he's 5, he's up for 4 weeks. Uh, or, oh, yeah. Was 3 weeks. 3 weeks, okay. Okay, but Dave, you well, don't know. Steal some work no, time? but you don't know what he's capable of. Nobody knows. That's you don't know if he's going to be around then. That's true. Seamus could do anything. Yeah, he really could and uh, has. I mean, I know. he's run the gamut of crime. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you think about the he's things crab thief. he's been accused of, the things he's uh, admitted to, uh, yelling expletives in the student union at Florida State University. Uh, I don't know anybody else you know, who's done that. You make a little bit of a joke about it, but I mean, groping an Uber driver is actually pretty serious crap. I'm not making a joke about that. I know you're not, but I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't make a joke of his overall litany of stuff that he's done. Yeah. Because I, I, I think it's pretty bad, actually. I think he's a pretty bad... I'm, I'm honestly being serious. I think he's a bad person. Yeah. Yeah, well... He's kind of, I, think he's I don't know him as a person, kind of so I can't... Pile of shit, I can't comment on... Yes, I... Cannot comment on that, and I will withhold that. Because it's not an indictment of Florida State and your fandom of Florida has State. has nothing to do with Florida State. There you go. Uh, it's not their fault he went there and took the scholarship. Right. There you go. Charlie Ward's a stand-up <laughs> individual. He's dude. a great guy. I love Charlie Ward. Fantastic. <laughs> Warwick Gunn built a lot of houses. Warwick Gunn is an outstanding person. Yeah. I, to- I totally agree. Jameis Winston probably does some charity work <laughs> in the campaign. I'm sure. <laughs> He probably he, does. He, he might actually. You know what? I think when he's probably not drunk or whatever and making bad decisions, he's probably fine. You can say that about any of us. I agree. I, I don't mean, make good decisions either when, that, when that's going on. There, there you go. Just go with, like, but, but he, don't drive home. But then when you take the Uber, just, you know, put the seatbelt. We on. made that joke that he, he should have called the, the cops. <laughs> just, I need a ride home. Yeah. I want a ride. Just put me in the back. And I need a dude to drive me. Yes. Thank I need, I need a much. male cop to pick me up. <laughs> and um, 
Anyway. Things would have worked out. Anyway, nice pick, Jared. Kenny Stills is uh, is another nice pick by Jared Smola at the 1301. I like that. It actually goes well with the fermenting Devonta Parker. Yes, right? yes. Sort of like uh, a fine wine to go with a maggot-ridden steak, <laughs> as it were. Uh, you, you can use um, your judgment on who I'm referring to. Jonathan Stewart at the 1302 to Brent Weaver. I've been frying Devonte Parker. I guarantee I, I draft him in a, in a few spots this year. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, the third straight quarterback drafted by the podfather, Matt Kelly, playerprofiler.com, Roto Underworld Radio. He is the first team tonight with three, count them, three quarterbacks through round 13. He's set now, right? You wouldn't go after another quarterback after that? Uh, no, I would not. Yeah. Uh, Matt Breida to Matthew Korn um, to, uh, to add to his running back stable at 1304. Mike Gesicki and Vance McDonald. Dave, I'd like you to look up uh, the Vance McDonald injury news because it's Came across the wire last night, uh, or maybe it was late in the afternoon, that he was carted off with a potential knee injury or leg injury. And I didn't know how this was affecting his draft stock. And there, there has been some positive reports uh, on Vance McDonald with the Steelers uh, that, you know, he, he had all those targets that he caught in that playoff game last year. They want him to be a, a part of the offense this year. He goes right after Mike Kosicki tonight. What can you tell us about um, Vance McDonald, if there's any injury update or health update, I should say, on his status going forward in training camp. Well, the Roto World app's most recent update says he'll be a big part of the offense. Ah, so okay. evidently, either they're asleep at the wheel, or he didn't really ever hurt that. Or day. I'm making it up. I could Maybe check, I had a dream about let it. Let me check the Twitter. All right, you check the Twitter, and I'll tell you that after Vance McDonald was Michael Gallup to Brandon Marianne Lee from uh, HerFantasyFootball.com. Nelson, a goaler, a goaler! Card off practice at the end of... Uh, Practiced last yesterday with a foot injury, according to Tomlin. I'll see if there's anything later. Aguilar. Sorry. <laughs> that was the longest. I had to wait for that. So it was a foot injury yesterday, and we're waiting for more updates on that. Yeah, and uh, thanks a lot for Jack Kraft there, Roto World. Worth a risk in the 14th round as your backup tight end to Travis Kelsey. Or 13th round, I should say. Is, is that a pick that you would have made there? Who's this again? I'm this sorry. is to Miller and Roach. They already had Travis Kelsey. They don't uh, take another tight end until round 13, and they draft Vance McDonald. Well, McDonald was a pretty good sleeper, actually, and I, I'm guessing that the foot injuries, it doesn't, I mean, I think if it was a really big deal, they probably would have, you know, it's not like a knee injury. Right. A foot injury, it's like, all right, well, twisted ankle. I mean, the worst thing it could be is like a really you know, broken foot, and then that's like six to eight weeks. Probably. Yeah. A metatarsal? Sure. Some sort of tarsal. Plantar fascia? The little toe. That could be a problem. What's the other? What's the other big one? Uh, Jones fracture. That's so. another one. Maybe it's a Jones fracture. Liz Franck. Liz Franck. Yeah. Oh, that's another. Oh. Uh, you know, you're naming off some pretty serious foot injuries here. That that you know, I, I you know, I don't want to poo-poo it anymore. I think that there's this. This is something. Maybe this tape came off as cleat. Worth watching. Um, Aguilar already mentioned Latavius Murray to Mike Beers. Uh, in the uh, 13th round here. And then uh, Kenny Galladay over to uh, Todd Musgrave and Brad Pinkstaff. Powell is the number five running back taken by fantasy footballers Jason Moore in completing round 13. I actually thought it was Deshaun Watson for a second. I'm like, wow, that's great value. Now it's Benjamin Watson, and he is the number two tight end uh, for Kanapsky and Van Sickle there. Uh, I feel like... Um, there was something I was going to ask you about. Oh, we were talking about the Panthers before. Uh, DJ Moore. Is there any value in like pairing uh, in a best ball format Cam Newton with a couple of pass catchers with Olsen and Moore? 
Olsen and Funches, uh, McCaffrey and Moore, McCaffrey and Funches. Is there any value into doing that? Is that something you would like to do, uh, Dave? I know you'd like to get Christian McCaffrey on your team in the second round. I know you'd like to get DJ Moore on your team in the 12th round. Um, is there value in pairing these guys and, and maybe drafting Cam Newton to go along with it? Yeah, I think there is, actually. Uh, especially if you're a big believer in the offense or you, you think the team's going to score a lot of points, which I actually do. I think they're, I think they're kind of a sleeper team for the Super Bowl, actually. I, they're, wow. I bet on them to win the Super Bowl in Vegas, I feel like, I think $100. I okay. think they were 35 to 1 or something like that. Wow. I thought that was a pretty good deal. I mean, they're a playoff caliber team. I know that the Saints are decent and Falcons are decent, but I mean, they, they're, a, they're a good team, actually. I think they have a shot at, at least kind of making the playoffs and making a run. Who's their offensive coordinator again? Who cares? Mm, I think you might. Norv Turner. Yeah. He's a good offensive coordinator. Okay. Fine. Not, not disagreeing with you. He ha- he's had success coordinating offenses. He's not been a good head coach, and he, you know, whatever. Okay. Fair enough. Go ahead. You, I mean, do you want to just make smirks or talk or not say anything? Say I, anything. I, make an argument. I, I just said I'm not disagreeing with you. Then go ahead. Make, say something. I have nothing to say other than let's go to the phone lines and take this call from the 760 who's been incredibly patient. You're on the air with David Balky. Who are we speaking with? Hey, you're talking to Casey Dodge. Casey, we, well, listen, we watched, yeah, we, we watched your draft last night in the uh, Pros versus Joes competition, and clearly uh, what we all want to hear from you is, do you like Norv Turner as the Panthers' offensive coordinator? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Norv Turner's been in the league a long time. You know, he's got plenty of experience. I think he can bring a good dynamic to uh, – to that team, and sure, I'm a I'm a North Turner fan. I think he can uh, help open things up for Cam Newton and their offense. Why not? Uh, okay, listen, Casey. Uh, kidding aside, let's uh, let's talk about your draft last night uh, and and how it turned out. As you looked at it, you know, after after the draft last night, or maybe you looked at it again this morning. What were your thoughts, and and how satisfied were you with it? Well, first of all, I I wanted to first off say to you guys. Uh, you know, thanks for doing what you guys do. Um, you know, really, really enjoy listening to the show. I'm actually a pretty new listener. I just started uh, tuning in uh, to you guys since I was selected into this Joe's versus Joe's, you know, challenge. I'm really honored and, um, you know, love uh, listening to you guys. It's been a good, good show so far. Uh, last night when I was drafting, I wasn't listening to you guys live. I was actually simultaneously babysitting or uh, taking care of my three-year-old daughter. Uh, while I was drafting, so I didn't want to have too many distractions calling you guys in also and trying to multitask everything else. But uh, looking at my draft, uh, all things considered, the way it turned out, um, uh, I think it it turned out pretty well. Um, I like going running back heavy uh, in most of my home leagues that I'm in. Um, I can't believe Julio Jones fell to me uh, where he did at the very tail end of the second round. Uh, I really thought that that was a gift uh, that just kind of landed into my lap. Um, you know, I think Julio Jones with his uh, – I heard you guys uh, mentioning, you know, on yesterday's podcast. I actually did go back today, and I listened to your podcast yesterday uh, of the whole draft. I just really wanted to hear what you guys had to say about, you know, the draft and my team in particular. Um, did, you we, guys, did we like uh, your team? I forgot. Casey, did yeah, we like yeah, your team? Yeah, I, 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 because I, I, I dropped oh, all the good. rookie running backs. I drafted all the rookie running backs. Yeah, all right. 
I drafted. Uh, I got Richard Penny. I got I got uh, uh, Freeman, uh, Royce Freeman. I also have Carry On Johnson. Uh, I kept it going. I took Calvin Ridley uh, way later in the draft. I actually took him over DJ Moore because of um, I also had Julio Jones. And if anything happened to Julio Jones, I think Calvin yeah. Ridley's role would be much improved. So I kind of did that as a Thank you know you. little handcuff insurance policy, and that's why I passed on DJ Moore in that position. Um, Let's see, uh, another, another um, you know, I, I waited on tight end. I ended up with, as you guys refer to, my three garbage tight ends, uh, Ben Watson, Jared <laughs> Cook, and uh, um, Vance McDonald, who I also heard last night after I drafted. I logged on to my, you know, typical NFL news uh, following, and I was like, oh, no, Vance McDonald hurt his foot. But then I was reading on to it, kind of like how you guys are, you know, doing research now. And what I was able to find on Vance McDonald's situation is that he uh, sounds like it's a minor foot injury, not anything too serious or significant, or else, like you guys said, there would be probably more news broadcast, broadcast about it if it was more of a serious injury. I just think they're kind of playing it down. Obviously, probably got to get him uh, healthy again. And I, I'm pretty sure he'll be ready for week one based on the information that I was gathering. Um, but... Um, you know, I think we're all kind of in limbo to get the final definitive answer on actually what the extent of the injury is. But if uh, I lose Vance McDonald for the year, man, that basically kills my team now. My tight end garbage uh, lineup is even worse without Vance. But, but nonetheless, I really like my team. I, I, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, we call them garbage tight ends. What I really mean is that they're three, you know, kind of low-ranked tight ends, but all of them have some upside. They all have things that, I mean, Maybe not. I, I'm not as big a fan of Jerry Cook, but McDonald definitely. Ben Watson with that offense. I mean, he's just a, he's just he's a veteran player, and they throw the tight ends all the time in that offense. And by the way, they did not they didn't cart off McDonald. They right. say left practice. That's always a good good sign. Yeah, definitely. And and I will right. say this too. E- even if McDonald is is lost for the year somehow, and knock on wood on that, which I just did, you would have a lead, you would be leading the league in experience at tight end with uh, Watson and Cook. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of mileage on the tires that those crafty veterans know how to get open. Now, uh, Casey, of course, Casey Dodge, uh, who, who drafted in the Walkman number four league last night, joining us here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Casey, we've said a lot of good things about your team. We obviously liked it. You did. What in yeah. God's name were you thinking? Drafting Larry Fitzgerald before Mike Evans. Clearly, this was the mistake of the entire oh, competition great pick, great at, the, at the 303 last night. <laughs> Fitzgerald over Evans. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, absolutely. Now, great question. I noticed the draft you guys have going on right now. I'm not the only one. It looks like uh, team number five uh, has uh, – he's yeah. also a very smart guy because uh, he did the same exact thing that I did. Um, and I did listen to Fantasy Mojo's uh, – I don't remember his name, but the guy that was drafting right after me, I remember his comment that you guys Darren asked Armani. him a question point blank. Yes, Mr. Armani. Uh, I remember you guys asked him yesterday on the podcast, uh, hey, uh, if Larry Fitzgerald was available to you at that point, would you grab him? And he said, absolutely not. Well – uh, just to be, be clear here on, you know, I don't need to justify my picks. Obviously everybody has their own rankings and, and, you know, everybody does their own homework and research. And clearly I did mine coming into uh, the draft yesterday. But the reason why I had Larry Fitzgerald ranked over Mike Evans is because he's just let me down last couple of years. Um, I drafted him in the first round last year of all of my home leagues. I was a big Mike Evans guy. Uh, he let me down with their quarterback situation right now with Jameis Winston being suspended um, first uh, three, it was a three, four games of the season, or is it two games? I don't know, somewhere where, where James Winston suspended great, for you great. know first games. 
And then I also read a report that Ryan Fitzpatrick may continue to be the starter after, you know, Jameis Winston is eligible to come back. Uh, to me, I just with the regression recently of Mike Evans and his kind of iffy situation and him not really performing at the high level that he did, in my opinion, uh, his rookie year where he just went off. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there's a little bit of instability with that situation. And in retrospect, that's the complete opposite for Larry Fitzgerald. He's the clear number one in that offense. Obviously, so is Mike Evans. But in Larry Fitzgerald's defense, um, he's just been solid. Uh, last three years in a row, he's been over 1,000 yards and a minimum of six touchdowns. Uh, he also, I believe, had uh, two years ago where he had nine touchdowns and, like, over 1,000 yards. He's, he's pretty steady. He's very consistent. I really like uh, Sam Bradford uh, as an accurate passer. I know their offensive line is kind of in question, but I think defenses are going to have to play honest with David Johnson in that backfield. So I think Sam Bradford's accuracy with, paired with Larry Fitzgerald, I think he's, you know, clear, clearly the best, uh, you know, passing weapon uh, on offense, you know, next to David Johnson, who's also a very good pass catching running back as well. Um, you know, I just, I just felt like uh, Larry Fitzgerald was a lot more stable of a pick over Mike Evans and the volatility. So I just want more stability over volatility. Now I know the upside with Mike Evans is obviously a lot higher higher because we've seen what he did his rookie year. You know, that guy, you know, 12 touchdowns, you know, 1400 yards is, is I, I would put a ceiling for Mike Evans. And, you know, that's, that's if all the stars were aligned perfectly for him. And it doesn't appear the way the beginning of the season was starting off for Tampa Bay is all the stars aren't necessarily aligned for him to have a season like he did for the rookie year. Is it possible? Sure. But I, I just wanted more stability. And a lot of the research that I did, a lot of other experts that I've, um, you know, modeled my fantasy, you know, football game after um, kind of felt the same way. So I kind of went with, uh, you know, my mentors uh, opinions and, um, that's why I did Larry Fitzgerald over Mike Evans. And I know, um, that was definitely not the ADP of the fantasy versus Joe's that, um, um, you know, I know if Larry Fitzgerald was projected to go much further and later on uh, than when I selected him, but, uh, pairing him with Julio Jones as my one, two receivers, I think, uh, I can't really go wrong. I really, you know, I remember when I was looking at his team, I looked at that just looking at the draft board and seeing Julio and Fitz on my team, I just, you know, felt pretty good about it. Yeah, for sure. And I will say this, you know, you talk about players letting you down. I would say outside of one season in Larry Fitzgerald's Hall of Fame career, he has never let his fantasy owners down, and I don't imagine it's going to start anytime soon. Casey, you certainly did not let us down with your phone call tonight. Thank you so much for providing the analysis. And uh, best of luck to you in not only the Pros vs. Joes, but the FFPC main event and all your leagues this season, man. Yeah, thank you very much. I, uh, I'm actually a, a firefighter, and I'm on duty right now, so I'm glad that I didn't get a call while I was uh, wanting to call you guys <laughs> in and, and, uh, and talk to you guys. But, um, yeah, I look forward to uh, – I, I think I met you guys uh, last year when I was in Vegas, but I'll definitely make it more of a point to uh, come and uh, formally introduce myself and, and uh, you know, shake your guys' hand when, when I see you guys in Vegas. Yeah, for sure, Bobby yeah. Drake, man. Yeah. Firefighters, yeah. we appreciate it. Thank you for your service. Yes, exactly. Uh, we really appreciate yeah. it, Casey. We'll we'll talk to we'll talk again soon for sure in Vegas. You got it, guys. You guys have a great day. Keep up the good work. Thanks Thank so much. Appreciate the kind words, Casey Dodge. Drafts while babysitting his three-year-old daughter calls into the high-stakes fantasy football hour <laughs> while uh, potentially needing to leave it at the at the at a moment's notice to go fight 
uh, a blazing five alarm fire. You know, those fires in California are crazy. Yeah, they are. Firefighters, are, you know, they give them a lot of credit. I really, I, I, they'll be a cool job, I think. Because it's like, Being you know, they work, yeah, they work like these 24-hour shifts. So, they, you know, most of the time, like 19 hours of the day, they're just doing nothing, hanging out, shooting the breeze with their buddies, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, you got to go, you know, go crazy and do all these things, save, yeah. save people, save cats, whatever you got to yeah, do. Yeah, whatever you got to do. That's great. On my morning run, I go, I run past a fire station near my house. Oh, do you? Yeah, and there's a super buff, like, obviously, you know, like 6'3", like really hot 240 guy. pound hot guy. No. Um, well, I mean, you know, but it depends upon your, your taste, I guess. Super, I mean, like, obviously just rocked up, dude. Yeah. And, uh, you know what he was doing? Huh. Mowing the lawn at the fire station. And like, you know, how crazy is it that this, this guy could probably double as a pro wrestler somewhere and he's still the low man on the totem pole. Someone got him on the lawn. Hey, someone got him on the lawn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There you go, Rook. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, and and gas it up when you're done. You know. I, you know what? I feel like I'm thinking of watching a movie Backdraft after the show tonight. Yeah. I'm in the mood for it for some reason. Well, I'm in the mood for some team analysis here, Dave. As uh, we enter round 17 of this draft, let's kick things off with Jared Smola's squad. Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon, Jarek McKinnon, Isaiah Crowell, Devontae Booker are the running backs. Receivers, Demarius Thomas, Corey Davis, Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Cameron Meredith, Josh Doxson, and Deshaun Jackson. Tight ends are Delaney Walker and Jordan Reed. Uh, quarterbacks, Andrew Luck, Jameis Winston, and Andy Dalton. I think he did a pretty good job at quarterback, and we talked about the, the volatility there with, with Luck and Winston to get that stable Andy Dalton, who I think is in for a good bounce back. That was good. I'd like to see um, probably a couple more tight ends, especially with Jordan Reed on the roster, but if Reed remains healthy, this is a really good team. I actually like his team quite a bit as well. I, I like the way he structured the draft. The three running backs early. Uh, I would have him if he had passed on Kroll and taken, you know, somebody. I mean, I know he took uh, Devontae Parker, but if he had taken, right. let's say, Robbie Anderson, Hearns, or Fuller, or whoever you like, uh, I think that might have been a little bit more beneficial. I don't think he really needs that many running backs, but it's fine. His receivers are solid, actually. I mean, yeah. they're not fantastic. He doesn't have a lot of They're studs. deep. They yeah, it is a deep lineup. I feel like, you know, Stills, Meredith, Doxson, Deshaun Jackson, those are all solid picks to go with the kind of a little bit shaky start. But in a, in a best ball format like this, his team looks – Shaky start at receivers. Yeah, at receivers. The best – his team overall looks really good. It's going to score a lot of points. I agree. Fully, fully agree. Brent Weaver's team from the two spot. Le'Veon Bell, Tariq Cohen, James White, Carlos Hyde, Jonathan Stewart are the running backs. Receivers, Doug Baldwin, Brandon Cooks, Marquise Goodwin, Terrence Williams, Muhammad Sanu. Uh, tight ends are Jimmy Graham, Jack Doyle. Uh, quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, and he does have the Rams defense as well. Uh, to go along with Matt Bryant and Robbie Gould, that kicker. Um, not, I'm not a huge fan of this squad, David. I mean, you, you, you use three of your top seven picks on, on two tight ends and, and a quarterback. It's going to hamstring your, your depth a little bit. Uh, I think his, his running backs can be okay. Uh, receivers are, are a little shaky uh, for, for my taste. I, obviously, the tight ends, Graham and Doyle, are great, and, and Rodgers and Rivers, great quarterbacks. Um, I just I feel like I needed some more meat, some more depth at backs and receivers. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on that. I think Jack Doyle, I think, take, again, when you take Jimmy Graham and Rodgers in rounds three and five, it really handicaps the depth of your team. And it makes it just really, it makes it tough. You have to really hit on all your weight picks, and I think that's going to be a challenge for him to do that here. Uh, picking from the three spots tonight was the uh, pro, Matt Kelly, playerprofiler.com. You heard him uh, call in, and, uh, you know, he's just a real low-energy guy, but I'm glad we, we got him on 
and, and uh, got, him out, got him out of his shell a little bit, which is uh, pretty cool. Ezekiel Elliott, Jordan Howard, Lamar Miller, Jamal Williams, Marlon Mack, Giovanni Bernard at running back. Receiver, A.J. Green, Devin Funchett, Jordy Nelson, Tyrell Williams, and John Brown. Tight ends, Kyle Rudolph, O.J. Howard, and Ed Dixon. Quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger, Derek Carr, and Mitchell Trubisky. <clears throat> I like the running backs on this team. I think it's a very deep, very um, touch-heavy squad he's got there in the backfield. I think the quarterbacks are fine, uh, actually pretty good, uh, especially waiting until round 11 to get that. And you look at the tight ends. You know I, I like Rudolph this year. I think O.J. Howard has a, a lot of breakout potential. Uh, say what you will, but uh, Dixon, I, I don't have a whole lot, but it's round 17. Receivers, though, Dave, receivers on this team, he's got some work to do in the second half of the draft. Well, if you have Devin Funches as your two, it's a problem. I, I, I do think that's a problem. Jordan Nelson is super old. John Brown's like a good sleeper guy that they've, they've been getting talked. He's been getting talked at the Ravens camp, so I think he's got some potential. I think by going with so many running backs, it just really did handicap him at receiver. I think he needed to be a little bit more balanced. I don't. Again, this is just my personal opinion. I don't quite get the love for Jamal Williams. Uh, Marlon Mack, I could see it, but uh, you know, again, you know, Ty Montgomery is working as a third down back. So what's Jamal Williams giving you? And then Gio Bernard, not a bad pick in and of itself, but then when you are so short at wide receiver. That's kind of where I was wondering why, you know, maybe you could have taken a Cooper Cup type player or something like that. Yeah, Cup or Shepard, Lockett, um, DJ Moore, maybe there. Whatever, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, I, didn't, I don't think he had to take three consecutive quarterbacks. Once you got Big Ben and Derek Carr, he could have waited a little bit, got, got into Andy Dalton, Eli Manning, Tannehill even, whatever. Those guys are fine. Trubisky doesn't really do all that much good in the 13th. Right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, Matthew Korn, FFPC Joe, drafting uh, from the cleanup spot tonight at four. It is David Johnson, Mark Ingram, uh, Chris Carson, Matt Breida, Deontay Foreman, and Kenneth Dixon at his running back position. Uh, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, Cooper Cup, and Geronimo Allison at receiver. Uh, tight ends are Cameron Brayton, Eric Ebron, quarterbacks Cam Newton and Matthew Stafford. Greg the Leg is uh, at kicker tonight. This squad is very... Um, talented at the top end for receivers. He also did a, a good job, you know, in case Adams' concussion issues pop up, he does have Geronimo Allison there. Uh, he pairs both Lions receivers, Tate and Marvin Jones there. Uh, he also gets Matthew Stafford, Dave. So if that Lions passing game is, again, pro, as prolific as it has been in the last few years, that could be a big boon for him. I worry about the running backs, though. I mean, you're, you're not going to have Mark Ingram for the first four weeks of the season, and then you're your next guy after that is Chris Carson, and then you only have, you know, a, a guy in Matt Breida. We're not really sure of his role, even though he has been looking good. Deontay Foreman, we don't know when he's going to be healthy. And Kenneth Dixon, we don't know if he's going to make the team, quite frankly. Um, so you, the, the running backs, to me, are a problem here. And I'm also, even though he used two picks within his first 10 on tight end, I'm not the biggest fan of Cameron Brayton and Eric Ebron. Well, you have two timeshare guys, and that's a problem. I, I think the tight end is one of the weakest parts of this team. I think the receivers actually quite a bit. Those are nice. I think at running back, he could be okay if Rita or Carson steps up, but I think those tight ends are a problem. And then the, the flex position and or uh, second running back slash third running back is a problem. Uh, let's get over to Team 5. It's John Paulson from 4 for 4. And the running backs are Alvin Kamara, Jay Ajayi, Chris Thompson, Doug Martin, and Austin Eckler. Uh, receivers Larry Fitzgerald, Stephon Diggs, Michael Crabtree, Randall Cobb, Robbie Anderson, Sterling Shepard, and Ted Ginn. Uh, tight ends are Zach Ertz and Mike Gesicki. Quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, Blake Bortles, and Ryan Tannehill. This is a pretty balanced squad, Dave. I don't have a, a whole lot of uh, 
criticism on it, I, I guess I would have liked to see a, uh, maybe a, a second tight end better than, than Mike Kosicki, but uh, I, I like the quarterback. I think the receivers are, are all very target-heavy. Um, and, you know, even though only three running backs in the first seven rounds, but there's some upside with uh, Doug Martin and Austin Eckler uh, there in the 14th and 15th. Yeah, I think the running backs are okay. They're not great once you get past the first two. Uh, receivers are pretty solid overall. He did a nice job there. I think he did a good job waiting on quarterback after taking Ertz early. Like you said about Jasicki, I think he's going to have a problem at back upside down. But, I mean, that's not a, if that's your problem, that's not the worst thing in the world. Ertz just has to stay healthy and come through. Otherwise, he's going to really be in trouble. Moving on to uh, Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach from the sixth spot, running backs. Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry, Royce Freeman, Rex Burkhead, Duke Johnson, Nakeem Hines. Uh, receivers are Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, Julian Edelman, DJ Moore, Anthony Miller. Tight ends, Travis Kelsey, Vance McDonald, Hayden Hurst. Quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Eli Manning. Um, the, the running backs are very deep. I feel like I, I look at this team, and, and this is a team that, as far as the running backs go, Evan Silva would probably like this. And, you know, Of course, what we heard from him uh, on the show on, on Friday night about you know, getting these, these running backs that have the potential to score a lot of touchdowns. And I think Henry Freeman, Burkhead, uh, they all represent that possibility there. Uh, and then obviously you get the pass catchers with Duke Johnson and Ian Hines in rounds nine and ten. So good job there. Uh, the receivers, they kind of ignored through the first six rounds, but to get Watkins in the seventh, Edelman in the eighth, uh, and then uh, talented rookies in, in DJ Moore in round 12 and Anthony Miller in, in round 16, I think that could work for them. Uh, quarterbacks, I obviously love. Patrick Mahomes, I think Eli Manning's in for a bounce back. And then, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey leading your tight ends. Another upside guy in Vance McDonald, especially if he is okay. Uh, Hayden Hurst, as I know, is a guy that you like. And it's their number three tight end. So a, a very strong contender for a league title here with Mueller and Roach's squad. Yeah, I like this team a lot. They're going to have a lot of really good flex options at flex one, two. Uh, I, McDonald and Hurst are great backup tight ends. Late. Uh, taking Mahomes as your number one quarterback in the 11th round is nice because you look at your first 10 rounds, you have an anchor with Kelsey, and then you just go running back and receiver. That's what veteran high stakes players do. Really nice job. Moving on to Team 7, that is Brandon Marianne Lee, and she goes with Devontae Freeman, Alex Collins, uh, Ronald Jones, and LeGarrette Blunt at running back. Uh, receivers, uh, Antonio Brown, Jarvis Landry, Jameson Crowder, Will Fuller, Marquise Lee, Michael Gallup, Paul Richardson, Quincy Inunua. Tight ends, Trey Burton and Tyler Eifert. Quarterbacks, Carson Wentz and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, the top, top three uh, running backs that I really don't have a problem with. I think they all should uh, get a lot of touches on their offenses. Um, she waits until round 16 to take LeGarrette Blount. I, I don't know how big of a problem that is, but it is a concern of mine. However, the fact that um, she did wait that long, uh, her receivers benefited from that. She really attacked the position with Lee, Gallup, Richardson, and Nunwa. Uh, you know, later on in, in the in the first half uh, of the draft to go with Fuller, Crowder, Landry, and Brown. So she is extremely deep at receiver. That could work out. I like Trey Burton as a, as a number one tight end. And obviously, Eifert passing is physical. I mean, if he is somehow able to remain healthy for the majority of the season, that will be good. However, uh, and the quarterbacks are fine, if Eifert um, does not remain healthy, if Burton does not break out, tight end could be a problem. Yeah, you know, I don't want to comment too much on tight end because she could really, she could take somebody else and really anchor the team out a little bit better. But uh, I really like, it's an interesting draft because it's starting with Antonio Brown, 
you know, you're like, all right, this is a receiver draft. But it really turned out not to be. Freeman, Alex uh, Collins, Ronald Jones. Running backs are solid. I don't have a problem waiting that long for the other ones. And then taking all those receivers after that. So it was weird. Like, you start receiver and you kind of pass on it for a while. Then she came back to pound it later. It was a really uh, well-structured draft and pretty balanced team overall. I like this team, actually. Moving on to uh, Sean Olander's squad. Running backs, Melvin Gordon, Christian McCaffrey, Tevin Coleman, Theo Riddick, Javorius Allen, receivers T.Y. Hilton, Josh Gordon, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, tight ends, Greg Olson, Jared Cook, and Vernon Davis. Russell Wilson and Alex Smith at quarterback. There's not a lot of... Um, Sex appeal, I guess, is the best way to put it on this team. But it is solid. It is balanced. I don't have um, a whole lot of complaints about it. I, I feel like um, the structure is the type of team I would put together. Maybe not the, the same players, but I think this. I don't. I don't really have a whole lot of criticism here. I think he did. I think. I think Sean Olander did a nice job. Well, I, I I go back to taking a quarterback and tight end two in the first six rounds. Greg Olson and Wilson, that's a luxury I don't believe you can afford to do. And then adding Jared Cook in the ninth round. Seems a little bit early for me for Cook anyway. So I think that that's where it hampers you a little bit. You don't get the running backs and receivers. You kind of are look, in my opinion, that I would want on my teams. Uh, so I think that that's kind of, again, the weakness of the team is running back and receiver because of the fact that he took Olson and Wilson kind of early. Yeah, I mean, he's top-heavy with, with uh, Gordon and McCaffrey. I like that. Um, the receivers, I, I kind of agree with you because you have a lot of well, if McCaffrey has 500 touches, it's all going to be for naught. His team is going to be awesome. The, um, there's a lot of complimentary pieces at receiver. You know, we, we don't know what's going on with Gordon. And then Woods, Lockett, and Aguilar, none of those guys are, you know, they, they're hit or miss, you know. So it, it might work out. Um, I, I, I think it's a, it's a good team. Moving on to Mike Beers, the defending overall champion for this competition. He comes in with Darius Geis, Rashad Penny, Marshawn Lynch, C.J. Anderson, Latavius Murray, and Peyton Barber as his runners. You have DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Alshon Jeffrey, Keldon Benjamin, and Mike Williams at receiver. Uh, tight ends are Evan Ingram, Charles Clay, and Austin Hooper. And then Tom Brady and Case Keenum at quarterback. I look at this squad, Dave, and it's not... Um, there's no there's no running back anchor, which I think is okay because you'd, you'd like to think that uh, Geis, Penny, and Lynch are all going to get a lot of touches. Um, and the receivers, I, I guess the depth is questionable, but Hopkins and Julio at the top, Alshon Jeffrey in the sixth, and, and Kelvin Benjamin and Mike Williams there. Uh, a lot of big receivers, good end zone targets. And the fact that uh, Austin Hooper is his number three tight end, I, I, I think that that, uh, that could work out for him as well. Um, you know, I struggle with this team a little bit because I feel like there was a lot of potential after the first four, actually first six rounds, actually. Okay. And I'm not saying the rest of the team is bad. I think the Brady pick was nice. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the Lynch and Anderson, uh, you know, and then Clay and Hooper, and I don't know, for some reason, those aren't players I really particularly care for. So that's on me, right? If he likes them, he likes them. Right. But I feel like his receivers could be better beyond the top three because he just ignored them completely from round seven through 11. Took Benjamin, then ignored him again for three more rounds. So the receivers are Hopkins, Julio, Jeffrey. That's fine. You know, Jeffrey, if whatever he stays healthy, around this question. But during the bye weeks, the receivers are going to kind of suck. I mean, and then like you're not going to be starting four of them. So now you're going to be starting Lynch and C.J. Anderson and Cooper and Benjamin as your flex players, and that's really not all that great. So I feel like if he had kept pounding receivers, 
Like, if he had taken another one, like, instead of Lynch or whomever, it would have just benefited his team a little bit more. Otherwise, it's a solid team yeah, overall. I'm just saying, team, yeah. I, I feel like he could have benefited a little bit more at those. He does need the rookie running backs to come through, though. Guys in Penny. Which they might. I mean, it, I, they are rookies, but still, I, I think there's a lot of people who believe in them, myself included. Todd Musgrave and Brad Pinkstaff from the 10 spot tonight. Leonard Fournette, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, uh, TJ Yeldon at running back. Receivers Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Alan Hearns, Des Bryant, Kenny Galladay, Calvin Ridley. Uh, tight ends are George Kittle and Ricky Seals-Jones. And then you have Deshaun Watson and Drew Brees. Of course, the uh, Jags defense, Steven Guskowski at kicker. Then running back, running back depth scares me on this uh, team. As well, quite frankly, the receiver depth is, is not what, what I would have liked to see. I think Des Bryant in the 11th was a bit of an overdraft. Um, and, and there's some potential breakouts at tight end, but they're also big-time question marks, too. You know, I, I, I like a number of the players on this team that he drafted, actually, in certain spots. Uh, but I, I, actually, I don't mind this team overall, oddly enough. I'm surprised, actually. But I looked at it, I, I think the Chubb, Michelle, and Fournette together, I think those three are all right. Um, his receivers might be a little bit on the weak side. I think the Tavon Austin pick in the 18th actually kind of helps. Yeah. I just, I feel like that's such a solid, cheapy running back pick that why aren't people making it like in the 13th, really? Right. Like, why not? If he gets four or five catches, it's, it's great. His receiver depth is not going to be fantastic. And then Ricky Seals, Jones, and Kittle, that's, a, that's, some, that's two sophomore uh, tight ends that you really have. One of them has to break up. The Jaguars defense, to me, why, you, why are you making that pick in the 12th round? Mm-hmm. You have other holes on your team. That's just like a wasted pick. Yeah, I, I would not have done that. I, I also, I, I probably, you know, the, I understand he's sort of on the end, but I don't know if I would have kicked off the kickers in, in round 15. I probably would have let... Uh, somebody else take the first kicker and then joined in on it. Uh, Jason Moore from uh, FantasyFootballers.com, Kareem Hunt, Deion Lewis, Kerryon Johnson, Ty Montgomery, Bilal Powell at running back. Receivers, Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, Emmanuel Sanders, Pierre Garçon, Richard Matthews. Uh, tight ends, Rob Gronkowski, Austin Sperian Jenkins, and Luke Wilson. Uh, quarterbacks, Marcus Mariota and Dak Prescott. No quarrel with the quarterbacks. Absolutely no quarrel with the tight ends. I thought he did a good job there. Uh, receivers, I think, are, you know, one through five are pretty strong. Running backs, uh, I guess, would be, you know, if I had to pick a question mark on this team, uh, it would be them. But I, I still think he's, he's all right there. I mean, Kareem Hunt is going to get a, a lot of, he's going to be a high-volume running back. Deion Lewis should catch a lot of passes. Kerryon Johnson is, is sort of a sleeper. Uh, Ty Montgomery has been, you know, doing a lot of third down work, so you know he's going to catch passes. And Bilal Paul is probably going to be the beneficiary of that injury to Elijah McGuire that took place, and you got to think he's got a spot locked up on the team right now and a pass-catching role is that. So, again, a, a solid team right here. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm looking at these teams. I, I feel like there's a common thread in the ones I like in that, in that they don't take a lot of uh, tight ends and, and quarterbacks in the first nine rounds. Lock it up with Brock and go running back to receiver the whole rest of the way. I, I like this team quite a bit. Luke Wilson, I, you know, I like him, actually, so I think those tight ends are fantastic. Overall, this team is really super solid. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think Jason Moore is going to be in the thick of it all season long in this league for sure. Uh, finally tonight, the FFPC Joes in the 12 spot, Norm Panavsky and Scott Van Sickle uh, drafting uh, Dalvin Cook, Kenyon Drake, LaShawn McCoy, Corey Clement, Aaron Jones, and Chris Ivory at running back. Odell Beckham, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Hogan at receiver, David Njoku, Ben Watson at tight end, Matt Ryan and Jared Goff are the quarterbacks. So I, I got a feeling you're, you might like this team too, Dave, as uh, rounds 
I do. One through seven, all running backs and receivers. Look how great it looks. They still get Njoku. Uh, they still do a, a good job getting Matt Ryan and, and Jared Goff at, at quarterback. In my opinion, as long as McCoy's legal thing is behind him, that's going to be a fantastic value. And I can already tell you I love the value on Allen Robinson and Juju Smith-Schuster as well. Yeah, I mean, tight end is a little bit on the weak tip here. And so, but Ben Watson's nice pick, and Joku's got upside. This is those garbagey tight ends. It's great. Jake Butt. And then Tyler Croft. For Henry Mary and Lee, why did you not take Tyler Croft when you took Eifert? Go with Eifert. You yeah. had so many rounds to take. I mean, you took, like, you know, Sproles, Bradford, Lambo, whatever. I mean, Grant Lambo came after Croft, but I'm not ripping on her for doing that. I'm just saying, well, you have Gerald Everett. Eifert or physical. Or would you rather have Croft? I'd rather have Croft over. But anyway, whatever. I mean, Everett's fine, but I'm just saying. Uh, nice pick. Nice job by Norm. Really great team. This team has a really good shot to win, not only this league, but the whole thing, if, if everything works out well for them. We said this was the League of Friends tonight, Dave, and clearly there is a, everybody wants everybody else to do well, uh, clearly, in this, uh, in this format. And uh, we had a lot of fun covering the, uh, the first few, well, first half of it, a little over first half uh, of the draft tonight. We will be cutting the YouTube feed shortly, uh, so if you are participating in the chat and the, uh, watching the draft board there, we will have the full draft board on all the social media accounts tomorrow as well as the FFPC message boards, uh, so you should be on the lookout for that. I want to thank uh, tonight's callers for calling in, Matt Kelly, Sky Eilers, Jeremy Roach, Casey Dodge. Thank you so much for making the show more enjoyable. And I want to thank Darren Armani, Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, producer and mutual friend Rob, audio engineer Bryce, and most of all, all of you listeners that um, put up with the delay on the Blog Talk Radio uh, chat room, uh, hopefully you enjoyed the YouTube chat tonight. That was a pretty active one, uh, and certainly uh, awesome that you guys are participating there. Tomorrow night, it is the final Pros versus Joes competition of 2018. We will have it for you here live. Again, one hour later, 10, 9 central tomorrow uh, for Pros versus Joes number six. It is the Ford Pinto League. Uh, the Joes, of course, you heard Sky Eilers. Uh, he will be drafting tomorrow. Jason Steves, former HSFFOR guest. Mark Barons and Jason Dare will be drafting. Glenn Lowy, uh, who everybody will be looking at in this competition, uh, obviously a, a very talented drafter. Mike Dente and Adam Angelillo. Uh, we heard Mike Dente on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, he will be drafting tomorrow. And then, of course, Scott, Doy, uh, Scott, Doy, Scott Hoyt and Steve Dusek will be drafting, uh, completing the Joes uh, competition tomorrow. The pros... Fake Pigskins, Shane Hallam. Pro Football Focuses, Scott Barrett. Yahoo Sports, Scott Pianowski. FF Masterminds, Michael Nazarick, who we'll actually have on this program uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk to him about his pros versus Joe's competition uh, draft that he'll be selecting tomorrow. Uh, Matt Schaup from uh, DraftSharks.com, former co-host of this show. And then Josh Moore from 4for4.com, selecting 12 tomorrow. That is going to do it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to remind everybody, if you have not had the opportunity to, get on over to MyFFPC.com, sign up for the main event, draft uh, best ball leagues, classic leagues, dynasty leagues, and the Football Guys Players Championship, all at MyFFPC.com. Do we have any Football Guys leagues that we're trying to fill tonight? We have one, uh, eight left. It starts in about a half an hour, but it could get extended to about midnight. So there's a shot at yourself. All right, so uh, check that out at MyFFPC.com. You can obviously continue to follow... All right, you won't be able to follow the live draft board. So go ahead and draft the team. Your week This has been another now. episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. About to call your ass Uber, I got somewhere to be. I hear fairy tales about how they gon' run up on me. Well, run up when you see me, then we gon' see. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy. Trying to take the way. There have been a ton of competitive teams, maybe more competitive teams than I remember in the pros versus Joe's competition this year as we're, you know, now through five of them. I'm sure we're going to see some more tomorrow. The overall leaderboard could be changing, like, weekly. Normally it's not that way. Normally a team gets out to a big lead, in, uh, or a few teams get out to a big lead after, like, four or five weeks, and you kind of know who the competitors are. I don't think it's going to be the case this year. I think it's going to be absolute anarchy on that overall leaderboard, Dave. It will be interesting for sure. I feel like I did dog a bunch of teams, so I, you know, maybe. Uh, and would you if, dizzle apologies here in the uh, <laughs> after the uh, outro? Honest, you know, anybody you want to apologize to? No. Okay. Fine. So I mean, I, I, I guess that's my honest opinion on them. I guess we'll leave it with this. There's, dizzle, some, nice, there's some very nice teams. Dizzle, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs>